サードコーストベースラジオラディオスサヘルサリスベース第三海岸低音收音機リチラジオバスギターレバシシルバスラディオカテルイエオ
Let's make a deal, rubble still skin. She wanna see my purple pickle up in the wind. Okay. Let that little bitch get in. Let me get your life in your chin and chin chin. Get water in a pepper, no milk. Big pepper, no still speak milk. One day, boom, my bitch, a new kill. New skirt, ice skirt, big drift. New girls, big K, big lip. Diamonds dancing on my fist, no disc. Give me lips, bend like this. Remember days, me and eggs in the lead. I'm a good fella, Mason Marcella, my kick uh, I am false to you, my nigga, I got a drip uh, I should know your bitches that put you my train of shit Who's uh, this? It should be a cockpit Cause I'm flying in a street okay. On my word, that bitch won't give me punish
What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm back. It's Kid Lenny here. Uh, you already know what it is, man. I got. Uh, I'll let the man introduce himself. Go ahead. Hey, what's up? I am Bug Core, uh, famously known as uh, Doctor Mister Core, and uh, I'm super excited to be here. 
Yes, 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 dude. I'm glad to have you here, man. We didn't take that long to get this one set up, so we in this bitch. So we are in. <laughs> so let me uh, let me go ahead and get it started. Uh, tell me about yourself, Mr. Core. Well, I, that's that's a big question. Like I could start from like way back and just you know I have like a God I could tell like a thirty minute long story, bro. I could go off. <laughs> like where let, me, let, me, let me narrow it down. Uh, where are you from? What's your okay, background? so um, I was born in Seattle, Washington. Or sorry, I say Seattle. I was born in Bellevue, Washington, and lived there for 11 years before I moved to Austin, Texas, and was in there. Uh, I was in Austin for two years before moving to where I currently live, which is Boise, Idaho. Oh, word, word. Nice, man. How's it out there? Uh, Boise, right? Okay, so the way the best way I can describe Boise is its weather is like a mystery. You can never predict it, and there's not I'll like a. That. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's a smaller town, so there's not like a ton to do, and most of the stuff to do is outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like me, the basement dweller I am, I'm just like, well, is there anyone who like makes music here and? You know, <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> everyone's there just like making music <laughs> and no straight up bro that's how it is and i'm like oh yeah or even telling people like about the music that i make when they ask i feel so uncomfortable because i feel like it's so outside of their realm of like music i guess like mm-hmm. and just what they maybe enjoy so it's mm-hmm. it's almost uncomfortable i have to be like yeah my name's Bugcore, and i make uh hyper pop-esque stuff and they're like, I have no idea what that is, but I'm going to check you out anyways. And then I'm like, don't, don't, please don't. You're going to have an image of me. And I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. And that, that is an interesting question. Would you say that like your music kind of describes who maybe you are as a person? Mm, well, as of anything I've released recently uh no but what i have wasn't haven't released yeah it's a bit more personal yeah no see dude i feel the same exact way like all the stuff i have out right now that's like super popular is very much related to like kind of that meta room scene where it's like you know mm-hmm. it's almost breakcore but like mm-hmm. it's it's not it's like this kind of weird faster yeah. hyper pop the sorry Hello, can you hear me? Sorry, wait, what did you say? I didn't hear you. Sorry, we just had like a, a little bit of a Texas group sale. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, damn. <laughs> yeah. We can we can pause for a second if you need to, if you need to uh, clean up or something. Yeah, let me... Um, no, what happened was it just stopped Craigbots from recording. I'm just going to download that shit real quick, and then we're going to pop them back in again. I bet. All right. Shit. <clears throat> yeah, so had a little power <laughs> fail, fail, failure here in Texas. You already know how that is. But yeah, let's continue. <laughs> let's get right back into it. So, okay, crap. I was talking about, uh, yes, music and how it kind of relates to yourself and, like, mm-hmm. you know, you as a person. 
and god that's a that's a big question to start off with um <laughs> well let me ask but, uh, um, let me ask sorry you where i was going so with like the... i mean the music and stuff you're making now i mean you 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 like it enough to an extent but it's like do you want to make something different because i know i heard like you know i heard like future funk and like i heard like some like a lot of french house like fucking aesthetic in there and i'm like huh I haven't heard like this side of the uh, core, so I was like, "Damn, I fuck with this too." So, but well, yeah, I I think for me right now, it's really trying to kind of like understand where my fans and what people like actually like in my music or see that that there's like something to it um, outside of it just being like electronic music. I, I want like to gravitate a, like an audience that enjoys my music because it's my music. Um, and so for me, like with the whole future funk thing and then like bouncing between that and um, like mm -hmm. more bass heavy music, I, I have a ton of different in inspirations. Like there's so many different people that I take from and like, you know, like little bits and pieces of music that I like. And like, I'm like, well, like I kind of want to make something like this, but I also want to combine this and do this and like, create something more than just future funk or create something that's more than just, you know, your average bass music. Um, but lately I've found that like personally, like emotionally that I want to make something that's a blend of electronic and sampled where it's like bass heavy sampled music where, you know, it's got that weird, like eighties, nineties mm -hmm. funk to I it. Think I, I, and I that in your music, bro, <laughs> you know, and I, I think, Thank you. Yeah, See, and I, and I, I think you just need to keep just like chiseling away at that. And then, bro, you know, book horror is going to be its own genre, you know? So, yeah. And that, I, mean, I mean, I know that's not like, what you're trying to, I know that's cool. not what you're trying to like go for, but like as a creator and like as like a producer, you doing that, it just ends up becoming that because you already make so much of it. <laughs> yeah well, thank you bro no seriously and yeah well just like for me it's almost like uh production is like a drug and you, i have to do it like every day in order to keep on top of like my uh mm -hmm. my skill i guess like the way that i see it and like if i if i want to come out with something that's really good and that's going to catch someone's eye it's usually in those sparse moments that i have to create uh in my day so and that's usually later so it'll be like super late at night and i don't know if you feel the same way with this but like it'll be like one or two o'clock in the morning and i haven't made jack all day like i haven't done anything good you're just like every single thing you're, you make you're just like god that's not it that's not what i want and then like at two o'clock in the morning you get that one sound and you're like oh god this is it this is the mm -hmm. sound i'm going with this and, and then you take it from there a, lo a lot of my favorite ideas or a lot of the things that i'm i find to be more in tune with my emotional side are like i like kind of what you were saying earlier songs that i haven't released yet but they're also things that i've been working on for the past mm -hmm. like year and a half and it's like i just don't think it's good enough to release right now <clears throat> i have like a whole album's worth of of stuff where it's just like more of like an emotional kind of side of Bug core, I guess, which is so weird. 
because I definitely see Bug Core as like this this very kind of up and like going and like powerful like music, or at least the way that a lot mm. of people see my music is uh like that like oh yeah i want that super like you know like uh, like almost angry but happy at the same time very uh more upbeat i guess yeah for the most part well i mean is it bad that uh, one day and Bunkor has like a melancholy day can are people going to be mad about that that's kind of my that's my question right now is like you know can Bugcore have a melancholy day? Can I like kind of switch up and like try something new? And I've really felt like, uh, yeah, dude, no. And that was kind of my whole, it was, I was testing the waters with Groove Central and like posting that. Uh, that was something where it's like, this could work. This could not work. I don't know where it's going to take me, but, uh, I'm going to totally, totally butcher their name but uh it's either versipile or versipile I, I i don't know which way to pronounce and i feel horrible uh they're great love them and I, i've done a couple of things with them but they own the label nightfall and i reached out to them and was like do you think i could post like a eight minute long mix of all of my kind of more funky id tracks and they were like yeah no it's super great i love it and put it on there and it didn't do like horribly and I was like, you know what? This might be where I end up taking my music. It might be where, like, could kind of be that next step for Bugcore, where it's bringing it from more of like that. Well, and like, okay, so, God, it's so hard because I want to, I want to take this back. Like, I started Bugcore mm-hmm. when I was sixteen, and like, okay, well, think of yourself when you're like sixteen. And maybe you're making like music and stuff. All the stuff you make then is going to be far different from what you make even four oh, years yeah, from then. Like, and for me, yeah, no, collective experiences create that person. And, you know, those collective experiences also shape your music. And so for me, like seeing the music that I like, I, <laughs> I went back and listened to the very first song I released through Bug Corps. And like trying to go back and remember what I wanted it to be, like what I wanted Bugcore to kind of stand yeah, for. Me that. <laughs> and it, yes, dude, no, the very first Bugcore. I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the chat. But like, uh, it, man, it was forever. It, it's not horrible. Like I look back and I'm like, the mix is all right. Like I would fix a couple of things, but like not as bad as I thought it would be. And then it kind of reminded me of where my inspiration was coming from. And like, I, like I inspired myself to create some of the tracks that are on Groove Central. Just in looking back at like some of my first couple of songs, cause they're so creative. They're so like out there because you know, when you're 16 and you're just starting production, like you're like, I want to do it all. I want to put everything in a song and it doesn't work half the time, but you can look back and see where you're taking them and like going with the ideas. And kind of almost go from there and base that like off of a new track or something yeah, or so create something new with it. This, like, and are you like, are you self-taught or did you have like some schooling? Like if you started like at 16. No. I've had no schooling mm-hmm. on music. I've always just gone by like my ear mm-hmm. and kind of what sounds good. 
but there definitely are a couple of tracks where you notice it's like oh yeah he just kind of like he 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 listened for that that wasn't like a oh yeah no that's a c minor note mm-hmm. i gotta put that there and like i i know a little bit about music theory and like i watched a ton when i was like well and i say 16 that's when i started bug core when i started making music mm-hmm. i was like 14 uh, i got my very first um god was it the, it's a novation oh keep yeah. keyboard. <laughs> my dad bought it my dad bought it from guitar center for my sister i was about to say did and you I remember cool I, <laughs> okay it's kind of funny yeah, okay, sister though <laughs> <laughs> okay wait it gets better i kind of i feel horrible because I, I kind of tricked him i was like oh yeah no audrey's learning piano or, or yeah. my sister excuse me my, my sister's learning piano like that would be sick if I could like get him to buy me a MIDI keyboard with a trial version of Ableton or Let's FL go. Studio or something, so I don't have to buy it. And dude, I got him to give me this 64 <laughs> key novation, and I use yeah, it. Yeah, to that's this all day. you need, bro. Literally. Right? No, seriously, it, it's it's all in one. Like it's just great for kind of keying in certain things and getting used to the piano, at least. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Or a MIDI keyboard. What? And <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dad. Man, you're the best. And like, no, seriously, I probably wouldn't be doing music if he didn't buy that keyboard. <laughs> I'd probably like still be, I don't know, doing 14-year-old things. But yeah, that was kind of the thing that egged me to start making music. And I started making beats for friends and stuff. And that's really kind of yeah, where it all started. Um, so where'd you, yeah, you know, yeah, there's the, that, uh, there's that core moniker come from. Yeah. Like the name? Um, sorry, sorry, I'm, no, I'm, I can be kind of stupid sometimes. But. <laughs> I mean, I guess I was just trying to sound cool, I guess, bro. So it's like, where's your, where's your, your name, your artist name come from? No, no, don't say I mean, that. It's kind of cool. Did it sound cool? No, that was, I'm, oh, I, cool. No, Monica, yes. No, that was it. I just didn't catch on very first. (laughs) What what do you say? But anyways, that was me. That was me. That was not you, bro. That was all me. Um, But okay. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Bug Core comes from... Oh, okay. I kind of got to go back. It initially was Bug Thief. And the first two songs I released were under that moniker. And I... uh, I like I actually those those two tracks did pretty well. And I was like, dang, you know, like for me, it was like 2000 listens. That's crazy. That's like yeah, I've never seen that before. I'd only gotten like 23 listens on tracks before that. And then people were like keying into my music and starting to listen to it. And I was like, OK, wait, this could go somewhere. But then people started like commenting on my tracks and they were saying, like, is this a Igloo Ghost reference? And I didn't want to admit it at the time. It totally was, though, because Igloo Ghost was a huge yeah, inspiration yeah, yeah. for my music. And one of his, one mm-hmm. of his songs is called Bug Thief. And so I took that, that kind of name. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, and I can't think of anything better than that. And, you know, 16-year-old me, I didn't think anything of it. And so, like, eventually I came to the point where people kept on asking me, like, yo, is this, like, an Igloo Ghost reference? And then I was, like, yeah. starting to get frustrated because I was like, well, I want it to kind of be my own thing. Like, I like Igloo Ghost and all, but I want it to be my own, like, you know, my own project. And um, I so then I changed it to, to Bug Core, which, like, 
seeing all the other suggestions, I wish I would have gone with one of those. Because there's like, you know, bug nap and stuff or like bug something. And it's just bug uh, with yeah, like a noun behind that it or something. Snack, so that one's and I know I can't. Yeah. That bug snacks was taken. I remember I thought that was cool. I was like, you know, hitting up my chat. And I was like, yo, guys, what about bug snacks? And they were like, that yeah. one's taken. And I was like, oh, yeah, great. Right, okay. Fuck me, man. right? Was get that one. <laughs> I mean, you can probably still use it, though. Well, I mean, you got a stick. You could probably still use it spelling Sorry? different, but I mean, you're, I mean, book or solid too, though, you know? I've come to that point, though, with bug core where it's like, all right, I don't know if I can change it. I've asked people because uh, earlier, sorry, like November to December of last year, so like a month ago, I was heavily considering like kind of rebranding my name because I was so sick and tired of it. I was like, God, do you know how embarrassing it is to go into public and be like, yeah, I'm bug core. And people are like, <laughs> the fuck, bro? And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, just go listen you'll kind of you'll understand once you listen oh, to dude. my music i guess yeah i mean um, it's just because you're i, I but, guess it's like um how, how old are you yeah okay I'm yeah 20. yeah it's just because you're 20 though bro because it's like at every artist imagine if you were going out to like yo my name's Drew. yeah it's like what the fuck but i mean he's known so now it's like normal you know it would be the same for blood for it and that's kind of yeah yeah that's kind of what i thought of initially was that like when i'd reached out to like a couple of my uh evil friends that like my my personal buddies who listen to my music and then i reached out to to freddie and was like yo i've been thinking about rebranding and then they all all of them were like dude why would you rebrand yeah, Hardcore is, is like iconic and i was like i don't know you put those pants on and you yeah and high, like, i kind of see right now Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But like now when you, for me now, it's like when you type in bug core on Google, I'm usually among one of the first things to pop up. That's and so that, that's something where it's like, okay, that was kind of my goal is to, to have something that would be uniquely like me. Like, so if anyone tried to look me up, I could just say bug core, go look that up and I'd be the first one. And so I guess at that point, it's like, well, there's no real need to change it. And like, I went back and the, funny enough, I actually came across a DJ Snake interview mm -hmm. from like 2016, like at the peak of his popularity. I've seen you know? him a and times, man. He was oh, lucky duck, bro. I honestly have not been able to see a ton of people live. But wait, I got I to gotta finish the DJ Snake story. I, I'm watching this interview and I notice that like he keeps on bringing up his name he just hates like he's like you know i made the name when i was like 14 or 15 and i hate it and then i kind of like i sat there and i thought and i was like you know if he hates his name his name is like that's kind of one of a kind you can't be another dj snake you can't be like anything snake related is now kind of i don't know almost tied to yeah. dj like, snake or at least for a time there it, it really was it's gonna be a dual dj yeah i'm gonna put that yeah <laughs> and and like you know i i've i so i saw that and then i just kind of it made me realize basically that i was like well there's no need to change it like um okay one of my favorite producers are really close to him uh Nufori, who recently changed their name from volant to Nufori. and i 
like I thought about that for a bit. I'm not saying the decision they made was wrong by any means. That's their personal choice to make. But that name Volant had become so iconic with kind of that Y2K like trance sound uh, that like I now just I don't even think of Dufour. I think of Volant. And that's the sucky thing. That's the thing that sucks about names is that the second that you kind of start to officially go by that, people start to your like key audience Mm kind of starts to know you by that. So regardless, if you change your name, you're still going to be known as that. Like, ah, yeah, remember like even uh critical we still know him as critical his name isn't critical on oh well i guess it's still on twitch that's different but like changed his name on youtube and people still know him by critical and it's that interesting relationship with your fan and how they know you versus how you know yourself all right yeah yeah yeah, moist moist charlie charles (laughs) my man but uh yeah sorry i'll stop no, ranting about names <laughs> no if you want to we can um we can hop into this mix you want to talk about this mix dude because that show is crazy oh a couple things about the mix that i i did the the mm-hmm. pod one okay there are two tracks in there well technically okay so the first the first track and there's a track uh kind of towards the middle that are both technically unreleased i i I say technically because they were released under my lars like profile name soundcloud and then i took them down and so i found them and i was like you know what this song would work good right here and so some of them like the ones that you'll be like oh that's that was a really interesting like switch up like he completely went a different route than i thought he would go uh, it's probably because it's an unreleased track, but um, everything and okay, this is this is what I yeah wanted to tell you, and this is kind of what I felt like scummy for. But the last eight minutes are just Groove Central. It's that mix of IDs that I haven't released yet, but it's been released through uh, like a a private not private label. It was released through Nightfall, mm-hmm. and it was like I was like, well, it's remixed. I guess I can just do that. And and then I was like, well, it works, I guess, but it's kind of like the lazy man's way out, you know. And I already felt horrible enough as is, just not sending it to you for like <laughs> ages. And Dude, but anyway, the there's it's, kind it's of good. that. Little... Okay, and you won't like, yeah, there won't be any copyright strikes or anything. There shouldn't be. It's all my yeah, music. No, I wasn't worried about that. Um and. Okay, okay. I was, I was I was worried there for a bit. I was like, wait a second. I was like, wait, it doesn't well, matter. It's all right. So it's like I get a citation and shit in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I, I mean, I don't I don't think so. But um Yeah. No, the mix was it was fun. It was fun to throw together. I was like, shit, 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 shit. I gotta get this together. Mm. But yeah, at the end of the day, I love I love mixing stuff and kind of uh, well, especially on FL oh, Studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. That's one of my. That's why I love uh, the doll you use. Um, but before before we hop into Ooh, those yeah. issues, man, uh, who inspires your soundscape? I know you spoke of Igloo Ghost, and you spoke of. Um, um, I don't know if he said uh, if Meta Room was an influence or if it's just in the in like in the lane of their music, 
But yeah, man, like, let's talk about your soundscape, because I know in that mix you got, you got two that's going on, but honestly, when I heard it, it still sounded like you, if that makes sense. I don't know, maybe it's just me. No, no, thank you, bro. That's kind of my whole thing, is I just want people to know that, like, oh, excuse me, regardless of my music, like, it still is me. It's like, you can listen to it and be like, yeah, yeah, no, that's bug core. That's like, you know, that's that's obviously a bug core sound. Um, but sorry, bro. As for inspirations, um, Igloo Ghost was one of my first inspirations before I even knew of Meta Room or you know anything of even like hyperpop. You know, Igloo Ghost was my kind of portal to that realm of oh, yeah, electronic music, and so you know. Oh no, seriously. Like I listened to Neil Waxbloom when I was in the 10th grade. Yeah. I and I remember just being blown like... away. It was like <laughs> no, bro, it was. Oh my god. You have to realize like this is my first experience outside of like oh, dead I mouse, know. basically. I heard it to myself and, and like um, all the music I've listened to when I heard it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, he's doing a little something different. I fucks with this. So hearing it like fresh is like he because he I mean I would say like they're one of my inspirations too, definitely. Um but they changed the game. They kind of really like, you know, well, especially on um and I'm no, sorry, bro, I cut bro. you off. Is, I didn't mean to cut you. you. Go ahead. Aww. But like he um God, what label was that? It was uh Flying Lotus's label. Um and he released that. Oh, that was shit, one of the first sorry. Yeah, what was uh it was kind of one of the it was just one of those albums that almost didn't feel like it would fit initially on his out like his uh label but it's like to this day now it's it's my favorite album on the whole label i gotta find first the actual label name so i can so i can say it uh but just anyways while i'm looking for this i other inspirations for me kind of after Oh, Brain Feeder. Brain Feeder was the name of the uh, Flying Lotus's label. But um, that kind of introduced me uh, to Brain Feeder and a lot of that really experimental, like Dorian Concept, uh, Little Snake, um, and a couple of other artists that like Thundercat, like these really interesting, like funky, but out there grooves that I'd never heard before. And so when I was very first starting out at like 15, 16 with Bugcore, at least, I really wanted to go for that like mm -hmm. igloo ghost sound. And you can see it like in my um in my art or in the art for my first two releases on Hyperpop. They're very uh, igloo ghost related. But um, after that, I kind of took almost like a step back and like looked at my music and realized that like, okay. I make like primarily most of my music fits in like a kind of trap-esque genre and I could like put it in that and it kind of almost confines me to my sound so I'm not like almost exploring too much because I, I feel like sometimes it's like what happened like what happened yeah. to that song like but um I can take things too far sometimes where it's like all right now he's <laughs> adding a fart sound to every single one of his songs and yeah, that's what happens like no seriously AM, like sometimes yeah. I like yeah, bruh. No, seriously. Uh, but after that, I kind of so like Igloo Ghost didn't come out with anything for a fat minute after 
I listened to his yeah, two sider EP. Dude was dropping like back to back like big releases, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" I was, yeah. He was fucking putting that fire, bro. No, and like that's how I felt. It was just straight up like you know solid release after solid release, and you're like, "Damn, he's building this world with his music," and you can like you feel the atmosphere yeah, he's he, building, he, and I, I think that's visual, something well, that like really. But, you know, I can yeah, we can round oh, him all day. Yeah, you know. Oh, seriously, bro. No, I can. <laughs> I I could say so. I could sit here all day. That's what the podcast would be about. Is just like how awesome <laughs> Igloo Ghost is. I can see the but YouTube uh, after thumbnail right now. Rude. Oh yeah, no, dude. That's and that's how. That's literally how I found his music was um, Clear Tommy. That was like I saw that recommended on my YouTube, and YouTube kept rep like recommending it to me. I never listened to it, and then I was like, "Fine, I'll go watch this video." <laughs> and my life is forever changed you, after bro. that. They knew, and dude, they did. They were like, "Bro, you're gonna like this. We know you're gonna <laughs> like this." Um, anyways, bro, I, I gotta stop gawking about Igloo Ghost because I could do so I all day. I love so, that man. Um, do you like bugs, insects? Yes, um, but like I would say narrow it What's down. Your, like I don't know what when you, what when you type of bugs. Something that's crawling on the ground that you can be like, oh, dude, I love those. What is that for you? That's not a dog or a cat. Maybe you know. <laughs> you know. Maybe I should narrow it down some more. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> you like you like six legs or you like? Oh uh, well, okay, just like you like six. Like legs wait, sorry, one more like time. Legs. Hmm. Well, I immediately associate six legs with ants, and I almost like ants are like a collective being. They're not like a no. bug. Yeah, it's ants like, are like tons a insect of fluid to me. Yeah, that's no, that's that's a great way to put it. That's how I see it. Um, I would say, like, if I had to choose, like, a bug that I was going to own that did crawl underground and has eight legs, I would have to be, like, a, um, I don't know. I, I feel like people got a bad rep of spiders. I, and, well, they're not a bug, technically. I know. People are going to be, like, it's not yeah. a fucking bug, bro. Spiders are not bugs. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Arachnid. But, I don't know. I've been, I've been, um... Well, do beetles have eight legs? That's a good question because I think that most people see like my little I, Mr. Core character. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's a beetle. Got a, beetles got a lot of dope aesthetics. Butterflies got a lot of dope aesthetics, man. Uh, any, any, any of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, and that's how I feel. Beetles are fucking tight and they don't get enough love. Um, but. If I had to go with, like, if I'm just, like, you know, life or death situation, I would probably choose, like... Oh, I remember someone asked me this in a, uh, my Discord a long time ago, and I said a dung beetle, but I dung believe it's red, changed yeah. now. There is a beetle. Dung beetles are red. Sorry? No, dung beetles are tight. Like, I'm not dissing them by any means, but it's just changed from a different to a different beetle. Um, I really... I think that the cutest beetle is the oh. ten-lined June beetle. It's beautiful. Like I think it's so cute. Um, and then I can't remember the name of this other beetle, but it like 
sprays liquid oh, yeah, hot yeah, yeah. acid guys, out of his like, ass. Yes. You know the one I'm talking about? I can't think of the yeah, name of it, though. Um, fuck, I listened to this lady's podcast. It's basically animals and sometimes insects, but I think she mentioned, like, these, like, beetles a while back. But, yeah, man, they're fucking rad. But, yeah, I figured, I'm like, man, this guy probably likes bugs or fucking, I don't know, or, or not, dude. Generally, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to be the guy who's going to, like, see a bug and, like, scream. Like, I don't know. I, I, I imagine a fan, like, if I ever get to this point in my, my music career where, like, people are seeing me out in public and, like, that's bug core. I don't want, like, I don't want them to bring a bug up to me and me just be absolutely frightened of this bug. Like, I want to be like, yo, that bug is fucking sick and like be able to like rock with them and take a picture with them and the bug can imagine like, you saying that while there's like sweat pouring down your face like yo this bug is yeah. sick man <laughs> <laughs> this bug is so tight man like just yeah. shaking sweating yeah no but generally i've never had like that weird fear of bugs i generally like i i don't hate them but like generally, I'm not gonna invite them into my into yeah, my home. No, maybe and <laughs> even I've had some bad in- incidents with like um, with bugs. I guess you can say, man. I, when I was younger, I got like fucking bees in my fro one time. It jumped in the pool. Damn, that was, like, the worst mistake because they're like, "We finna drown. Get this nigga, dude." So I'm like. Yeah. Bro, it was so bad, dude. Like I had a fucking dude. Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I'm sorry, bro. I, I shouldn't be laughing. I didn't know I'm they sorry. had bees. I'm sorry. I didn't know the bees were like in the ground at the time because I was real young, you know. And these niggas got in my fro, bro. And I'm just like, <laughs> just yeah. I thought I was on fire, bro. <laughs> just went straight to the pool. Dude, no. Okay, you want to hear something crazy? You want to hear something insane? I've I've had a similar experience. Like almost to the T, similar experience. I was young, really young, and our family was camping. And like, as we're walking down this path, I noticed a ton of holes, like in the ground. And at this point, again, like really young, I had no clue that like a lot of hornets and bees will have their nests underground. And that's like new concept to me. And so I go and I'm like, oh, whatever. I'd like, it's, probably just something that isn't <laughs> definitely bees and uh end up stepping in their hive and i literally watch like just this fountain of hornets shoot out of these holes and i'm being stung around like every corner oh, just again gosh. like on fire and bro like i was crying my mom c- came she like <laughs> took some mud basically and just wiped oh, yeah, it all over me so i Looked like I was gearing up yeah, for it like was never, war. It was never like it was in the yeah, cartoons. They never had bees come out of the ground. So, yeah, dude. No, that's how I feel. I'm like, dude, you're gonna see it from like a mile away. I know. Like honey I'm dripping like, out of the yeah, comb and stuff. Shit, like, Even in we'll Minecraft, that shit's in the tree, and I'm just like, they lying. To yeah. you. <laughs> lying lies. To you, They're lying to us, bro. It's the CIA and the yeah, FBI. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to turn this into <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan so podcast. <laughs> you should just, you should totally just like, for the like sake of it, just like, you know, no fucks given. You should totally just have like a April Fool's episode where it's just ripping on Joe Rogan or something in his that podcast. Would be funny. Dude, that would be- I'm, I'm, for the record. 
just well, saying. We got April is coming up, man. I'll, <laughs> but, just, um, I'll, get that, I'll keep that in our show notes. We got a show. Right, all right. But uh, where were we? Um, Crap. Well, so with, you know, your pursuit in music is like, is there anything that you've learned that you can like apply to like your everyday life or like your day job or whatever, just like, or even just like your mindset? Is there something that you learned just like for the amount, the amount of time you've been like working on music is like, if there's anything you've learned that you could probably, you know, use it as like a, like, I guess. You, yeah. Well, I mean, like, there are things I guess that I can look at and be like, these are technical aspects that I've looked at and been like, that saved my life and been like, mm -hmm. use this. But the one thing I wish that I would have known when I was younger, especially in very first starting music is that I looked at it from a very logical standpoint. And I looked at it from this point of like, you know, well, that isn't right. And this doesn't work. And well, I can't use that. And no, like, you know, this sound wasn't, wouldn't work with mm -hmm. this sound. And coming to this point now where I see it as like, you know, you are the artist and your DAW is the canvas and you're just, you're, you're going to town on it. And, you know, for me, it's like, I'll make these sounds work. I'll see how much I can push this. And like, it's, it's like pushing that sound to its breaking point and then using it and sampling that and going back. And like, it's a lot of repetition, yeah, but eventually I find that I, yeah, I mean, and I eventually find that I'll get the sound that like I've been looking for. And I think people just put so much, like so much stress on the idea of making music. And I'm like, for me, I'm like, dude, this is a, like a stress-free process. It should be at least. It can be really messy, and, man, uh, in, I guess, in the music industry, too, because, like, you know, if someone wouldn't like you, like, I don't like chorus sounding like that, man. So, like, I don't know if I should release him. <laughs> that would be pretty much, you know? So. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, oh, don't even get me started on the label yeah. talk, bro. I, I don't think I would ever be able to release with, like, a legit label. I tried. I've tried to, I've reached out to a couple of different labels uh, where I know mm -hmm. kind of the head of the label, uh, like, well, Despop. Um, I did do, I technically did a release with them, but that mm -hmm. was through Mario, another really, really dope artist. Uh, if you haven't heard of him, go check him out for sure. Cast, but like, man. yeah, bro, no, I could, I could hit him up and be like, yo, yo, someone yeah, wants for a cast. Um, but he does dope art shit. <laughs> I'll send you, yeah, I'll send you as, is that, but yeah, like, um, I technically released through mm -hmm. desktop once. And so, cause I kind of thought I had an in with them. I went back and I, I reached out to floor mm -hmm. Baba and was like, yo, big fan of your tunes. I released through desktop once. I have a track. Is there any way I might be able to release this through desktop? Granted, it's like me, mm -hmm. it's my sound. And like most of the stuff that I like me, most of my stuff, I don't think is like necessarily for labels. It's like almost too personal to put on like a yes, label in a sense. In the same boat, dude. I released on um, desktop uh, as well, but it was through, um, I believe through Hyperpop. So, but yeah, just, uh, I mean, I'm well, yeah, you just doing this kind of in the same boat but this time like this time it's been more personal and 
uh, David, um, Shay's really been fucking with it, which is awesome. So hopefully you get to hear some new sounds. <laughs> but no, I told you I would say that, bro. Oh, dude, it's no, like, fuck yeah. I'm ex- excited. Uh, you know, the way your music is produced, like, yeah, it's kind of hard. You know, it's kind of hard. Like, I feel like you kind of have to, like, be your own everything. Because, like, me personally, I was like, yeah. what are I, where do I even see my music fitting, you know? Um, but... Yeah, I mean, those are, and like those no, are some totally. of the audience. Those are some of the groups and communities that your music uh, would do best. But you know, you, it kind of sucks sometimes because like you don't get to make that decision. You know, so yeah, yeah. No, and that that's the worst is when you when you feel like you don't have a choice. Like you kind of, I mean, you do, but like at the same time, you kind of have this like incentive that you can't like you're like well my music just doesn't align with that it doesn't work with that and so what i've found is that a lot of labels want you to create something that is along the lines of that label if you if you go to like i'll take a really simple example mm-hmm. like go to mousetrap and you know classic label classic edm label you go to the individual artists and you look at the stuff that they release on Mousetrap versus the stuff that they release on their own is definitely geared towards yeah. the label. It's not like necessarily even stuff that like, it's, it's hard to put it to words, but like, you no, know I what I'm trying to say? It's, it's that like, idea that like, well, <clears throat> I look up to any individual artist, whether whatever genre, as long as it's like, especially if they've done something in their lane that they've cultivated something where they don't have to bend to no one, you know, and they're freely writing their own music. And I think that's like, uh, dude, I think that's amazing, man. I would hate to like, cause I mean, work, I mean, I guess you can make music for a label, but it's almost just kind of like you, like me DJing at a bar or something and I'm basically just working there. It's like, yeah, I would love to do something, but you're kind of like, uh, a little bit. It's like, to... At this day of age, I, I think with your music and just how stuff works now, I think you can you can do without any of those. It may be hard, but you know, through like algorithms, shit like that. But it's very possible. And I think once you get that niche, bro, like you can go crazy, you know. And I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. And I, I think I, I had a, a friend tell me something similar. And that was that like, oh, God, how did he put it? It was like, you have your own, like, your own audience, like you have you have your own, like, not homegrown, <laughs> not homegrown <laughs> audience. But like, something that people purely found not through labels, not through anything. It's mm-hmm. just like me. And like, cultivating that audience cultivating the people that follow me and creating my own kind of fan base just through releases and so and he was like dude not a lot of people do that and like i i kind of realize he's right for the most part like you look at a lot of bigger artists or what you would consider to be Mm -hmm. a bigger artist um that has only gotten bigger within the past couple of years a lot of them will go to their like Instagram profiles and stuff. And they got like hella likes on Instagram Mm -hmm. and Twitter and shit. And then you go to like their actual SoundCloud or their Spotify and they have like 300 listens. 
And you're like, wait, well, wait a second. That, that's not adding up. Like, you know, how come you have like 400,000 likes on your Instagram, but like only 300 listens yeah, on Spotify? Yeah, never adds up. But I mean, and I get it. I, I get it too. Because like, oh, I get the same. I yeah. literally spent most of my production, like career doing that, like releasing my sound through different labels, you know? But um no, yeah I, I guess it is kind of hard but it isn't impossible though no it's, it's not impossible it's just very mm -hmm. insanely difficult and that's why i have like huge respects for artists like mm -hmm. freddie like meta room where you know he he technically got his start on like hyper pop and so did i and that's kind of where I very first got my little niche followers. Like, you know, I got my the first couple of people that were like, mm -hmm. all right, this guy might go somewhere. And it was the same with Freddie, except he just kind of blew up on a more like bigger scale. He just kind of like his music just took yeah, off. Yeah, it was like, and it wasn't until, all, you know, timing is good too, you know? Uh, yeah. No, he hit that wave just perfectly, bro. Like that's the yeah, best yeah. way I can put it. I, I watched here. it all. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I was like, and, you're like, oh shit, bro, oh shit. Like you're you're yeah, taking off, bro. Yeah. Like watching this whole Ina thing and being like, dude, your song is number two on trending technically. Like, you know, it, yeah, it's just crazy and I, and stuff. It's like it's awesome, dude. And, and it's it's possible, bro. You gotta be yeah, there for that, you know? Uh, it's possible. And I think if you just like like, you know, keep at it, bro, like you'll definitely you'll definitely be there. Cause I mean, it's really just like because I mean, if you wanted to, you could realistically just release music, it, what what you want as much as you want, and uh, yeah, no, totally. Uh, no, I could, I could, and I want to keep it to like I usually keep my releases mm -hmm. to like once a month, and yeah, that's nice. I consistent. love that. I love that I can just you know put out a track yeah, every month. Um. But like, I saw, I've seen Freddie's situation and just like you know him mm -hmm. blowing up like that. And I kind of asked myself, like, the question of that looks awesome, but do I want that? Do I realistically want that? Like, I know popularity sounds great, but just to be content where you're at right now is so insanely difficult because I think it's our human nature to be like, I just want more, just a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little bit. Is that so much to ask for? Is that so much to just be like, mm, that's where I'm at. I'm like, you know, I'll release a song, whatever song blows up, sweet. But, like, I'm not avidly looking for that popularity that, like, and I think you can even tell in some of my tunes where, like, I do want that popularity. And I'm like, no, I kind of want it. No, I, I want to go back. Dude, just keep and, cultivating yourself. Well, like, after the release. Bring your bring sorry, sorry. bug core world to life, bro. I'm here for it, man. You know? Mm, thank you. And I, re I really do want to take it, like, I, I want to take it further in a sense of, like, I want people to when well, people already do listen to my music and are like wow yeah that's bugcore that's him but like i i want like that audience of of like just strong followers that that's like solid, you yeah. know because it gives you energy to i guess I, being in the craft as well but you know you got to be there when when they're not there too you know because i mean that's how it is i mean you said yeah. so yourself you'd be in the dungeon <laughs> so it's like <laughs> Yeah, bro. No, it's seriously where it's like, you know, how can I do more for the people who listen to my music? How can I 
what else can I do to like not even push my music, but just push the brand, just I guess? Cool. Like just do cool shit in a way What's like cool to you. No, no. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, Just do cool shit. What I mean by that is like the choices you've made so far have been cool shit, obviously. Just keep at that. You don't know what the next thing is going to be, but instinctually, you're going to find something that's be like, oh, I fuck with that. And if it fits in your vision, you're going to find a way to mold it. Because I mean, that's how you've made your music is by taking like bits of things that you've liked to cultivate what you've got. And I know it's kind of hard to like envision that. Cause like you're also doing your own sound within a genre that's very new as well. So it's like, um, and what I feel with like, hopefully, hopefully uh, I hope with hyper pop is that it can be like pop from within the two thousands areas where there's like different music of it and not, not just all sounding like a hundred gecks or something like that. Cause then, you know, cause then that's just going to end up failing um, and another genre is going to pop out and then you're just going to get another wave of things, you know? But I think totally. Well, I mean, yeah, like with the whole hundred gex thing, I think for me, like I remember very first listening to hundred gex and being like, this is so new. This is so crazy. And then we had that weird period from like 2020 to basically 21, where it was just, everyone was copying yeah. like a hundred gex and it was just the same oh, kind of Dude, sound. Welcome to, welcome and to seeing genres really, get born. <laughs> Oh, yep. And then everyone just kind of goes after that. Well, dude, it was the same with Sewer Slut. Like, you know, love him or hate him. I, I think that Sewer Slut definitely kind of cultivated that that music scene, that like that whole breakcore, that return of like jungle and breakcore. I think I think and I think I people think just started going spot, after bro, that. uniquely. You can probably do any genre in a bug core style. You know, as long as you as long as you deliver and that message nice. like in a package of like a maybe a two-track EP, when you look at your whole discography, people are gonna be like, oh yeah, that's bugcore, bro. Like I'm already seeing that in the music and stuff that you're putting out. Like you may not think that you because like everyone, once you start making music for a while, you start to get like almost like a sonic fingerprint or some sort. Unless you're really just ripping off somebody so hard where it's like, you know. And then, <laughs> then you're probably losing at the end of the day, honestly, because that shit seems like very, you know, yeah. soul sucking. <laughs> so it, at least, at least how I can feel be, what music sure, does for like, me, I feel like uh, that'll be like, I don't know, it'd be like, what the fuck would I even want to do that? I but, think that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the death of music or right there. The that's like, you know, where people are it. just doing it. Well, Yes. And that's where I want people to come from instead of it being this place of like, you know, I just want the clout, bro. I just want, and that's why I don't like the, I'm not a huge fan of the, um, that kind of SoundCloud rap aesthetic. Uh, we're in like, I don't, I think there are a lot of really talented yeah. artists out there and they don't get enough recognition, but the artists that do get recognition are the ones that are, don't necessarily aren't in it for the creativity of you know, their music being art, but rather, you know, for the clout. Yeah, like, you know, it, where can I, or, or how popular can I get? world in general, because then, like, you see people just immediately hop in for the clout or the money, and then for us, it's all saturated. And to the, anyone else, it's all the same thing. It's still music, so it just kind of, like, it hurts us at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. 
Well, no, dude, exactly. It's it's like it just. It, I feel it's like it ends like up the AI or AI, the you know, people, like generating like other people's art, you know. Yes. No, that's that's a great yeah. example, bro. Like, I, I just feel like, yeah, that's a whole nother topic of conversation, the ARI art thing. Because I think that while it can be a resourceful tool, it can also be very detrimental in mm -hmm. certain case scenarios. Like, I think once, well, and even now we're already kind of seeing it, but once we see these really big corporations kind of start to use that more, it's going to be like this huge, I feel like there's going to be this huge uprising of artists being like no yeah that, no that happens like with everything man you know it just kind of sucks because like you know i'm one of the people like these are the things i love too you know i like music i like graphics like it's like mm. and i don't really have a problem with it It just sucks when it comes like to corporation shit you know because it's not like we make a mm. lot of money doing this to, to well, begin with so it's like kind of like wringing my dick dry almost <laughs> <laughs> well like no dude 100 percent. I, I think that it's just this like weird collective like where it's just companies are like oh yeah that's right they make money off of this oh, oh i'm so stupid i i didn't even think about stealing your song or artwork or like i'm so sorry and they don't care you know it, it's it's not about the art for them it's about the money and it, it's the same exact thing with the, the what i was saying about the whole like soundcloud you know rap uh, oh yeah game, I guess. everything i, I kind of because like uh, i'm 30 so i got 10 years on you and it's like man it's like gonna suck when you don't own anything everything is like a you're just gonna have things that's just filled with a subscription and it's just gonna kind of suck because it's like I, I won't even buy a Photoshop. Cause, I, mean, I won't even say buy. Buy is going to be like a term. It's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rent. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, man. No, like, and dude, that's how I feel already. Just with like, okay, so death of cable, right? Like, no one is watching cable unless you're over the age of fifty. Like, I don't know. I don't know or see a lot of people that are still have their cable subscriptions. But what I think about, what's really interesting, is that now we've moved from a source, like of uh, the cable source, which was like an all-around, like, sure, mm -hmm. there's a ton of different networks on there. And it's all kind of fueled by those individual networks. And so, like, you go back to, you know, older Nickelodeon, older Cartoon Network, and older Adult Swim, it really felt like you were getting to see kind of these artists shine a little bit, where it's just like, I'm getting a slice of this artist's, like, art like what they enjoy doing but now even we're, we're moving away from that now to these like subscription services hbo max disney plus hulu netflix and you're paying for all of these and all of the media that they create i feel like for the most part not saying all because i, I do think that there are some really mm -hmm. solid shows that have come out through these networks but it's not yeah, as creative as it used to be it's all just kind of made me like realize it's almost like for one, it's like the death to creativity. And then it's also like a birth to mm. basically only giving and not receiving anything. Because like, even if you're paying yeah. for it, where there's prescription, you're gonna be giving it. If you're making your art, you're already getting ripped off if you're not already like fucking, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I have the love for it, honestly, and the community, the stuff we do here for Third Coast Based Radio, yourself. Like, you know, this helps like me out. This helps a lot of people out that also just needs kind of a community and like motivation to begin with. I mean, because like it is, it is shit in the industry. Stuff like that has been like, it's pretty been pretty shit since I've known it. But it's like, I never thought about that when I thought about doing music. Yeah, and that's kind of how, that's almost exactly how I feel. It's just this idea that, like, you know, when I started, it was so carefree. It was something that was just like, Mm -hmm. I just make music for the fun of it. And now it's like when you come out with music, even, you know, me being 20 now, like, it's there's more of an incentive behind it. It's like, well, I got to make some amount of money off of this if I want to continue to release and, like, it doesn't just stop at the creativity side of things. It's like, well, I got to make this like good enough so that my audience enjoys it. And like, for the most part, I've, I've managed to accomplish that. And also without like, you know, help from a label or, and like, I have received help in the past. I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. that isn't a good tool. Like, but uh, the main difference being, especially with us, like, you know, Shay's a great guy. I freaking love him. Like, big shout out to Shay. He's super dope. Uh, but like, I, I, if it weren't for like, for them, I, I don't know where I'd be. Like, cause it was out of the sake of their like, you know, you know what? No, I do like your music. I'm gonna sure. What the hell? I'll throw it on my label. Mm-hmm. See how it do, like see how it does. That was such. That was a moment for me where I was like, yeah. no way. They said yes. <laughs> I told my whole family about it. And it was like a, you know, a round of applause moment where it was like, oh, great. Like, you know, this is awesome. Like, it, that's, and if you know so, yeah, the internet, that is like someone giving you the opportunity to shine. And I appreciate that, you know, so. Yes. But. Well, yeah, I, I just think that that is one of those people. Shay is one of those people where he's just like, he sees the artist before he sees like the art almost i don't know how to put it but like i think he looks more at you as a person and and, and like you know he where and he likes the music that obviously we send him I, I hope so but i think that he he like genuinely enjoys like talking to us and like to me i remember when he very like i very first reached out to him i was yeah, so he's scared been, like, he's I been was a part like, of that label for a while and now he's been holding it um he's been holding it up uh, now on his own, uh, same with like Monastery Records. So it's like um, he's got an eye for good music, man. And he, uh, you know he produces for uh, Elfie. So it's like, um, you know, he, he's like the American A.G. Cook almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's also a brilliant way to put it. That's kind of how I see it. Where like he's just he's very. Uh, yeah, Shay's great. I love him. And uh, I, I seriously sometimes do, like, I, I wish to be that, like, that person. If I ever started my own label, if I ever started my own thing, and when people do reach out to me and they're like, hey, like, I was just wondering if you could, like, you know, just listen to my song or just, like, check it out. It is an honor for me. I'm so excited to, like, y'all, yeah, no, thanks for reaching out to me. Oh, like, first of all, podcast, like, you could have reached out man, to like, fucking people like come to us to be on the show but we also like it like when our friends are like available too because it's like you know um we just want a platform to like l- let anyone take the stage you know 
Like if they if they have your work together, like no, yeah, like, yeah, shit. Let's set some shit up. <laughs> yeah, let's do some. Let's. I don't know. It's like a collaborative process, and that's awesome. That's, I that's, I think it's like, it's like that. Like to the I, human I wish experience of just like like working together collaboratively. Col- co- 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 you know what? I'm mm-hmm. not gonna even try to pronounce that right now, dude. I need to get some water, man. Before I actually. <laughs> um yeah no problem dude we went off the rails here but no um yes sir let's continue so what's your favorite doll i heard you mention um you said you well i I already saw what you use and that you use um what's your favorite doll and is it just a tool um so I like it's a hard question because I believe Ableton. The way that I put it um, is that I see like Ableton is the Lamborghini of DAWs, where it's like, oh man, that is a nice ass Lamborghini. While it's really nice, you could choose the Ford Fiesta. Not Ford a bad car. Really? It works and it does the job and it yeah, gets I you from point A to point B. Bad, baby. And that's <laughs> wait, wait, yo! Somebody's gonna be mad about that, dude. No, I love Ford Fiesta. Now, I don't know if everyone's gonna love uh, you referencing um, FL Studio. I was gonna say FL Studio. Maybe you can be like a charger. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's a better way to put it. I mean, like, I, I don't. I'm not a car guy, and I'm, I'm taking this example <laughs> from someone else. They just put it in a really good way. So I'm sorry, everyone. Like, like Ford Fiesta. I don't know how I'm, good of a I'm car Ford Fiesta is. To rock a Ford Fiesta, but, but you know, with producers and like their ego and identity, I feel like they're gonna be attacked. I feel like we might get emails. <laughs> Yo, he's about but like, Ford okay, Fiesta, yeah, do you see someone? <laughs> I'm sorry. You just noticed that on your podcast, you said something about FL Studio and a Ford Fiesta. We just, we just wanted to let you know that's not okay. Yeah. No, that'd be hilarious. But okay, hear me out. Hear me out. When you, when you see someone in a Lamborghini, do you think, man, that's some big dick energy right there? Or do you see someone like in a, in a Ford Fiesta, right? Like. <laughs> Maybe not a Ford Fiesta. I need to change this, okay? Ford Fiesta to, let's say, a Charger. I like the Charger idea. So, I don't know. That that doesn't work either because I feel like those both radiate small dick. I see, like, like a muscular man getting out of a tiny um, Mini Cooper. Yes! No, (laughs) Incredibles. Uh, When Mr. Incredible gets out of his little car, that's what I think. I'm like, those are FL Studio users yeah, right there. Those are all FL Studio users. Where it's like, yeah, sure, it works. It's the man behind the machine that FL counts. Studio, it comes and, uh, family. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh, I love FL so Studio. Oh, oh my god! I use. Um, I did. I did the whole Ableton thing too. Oh, it's what I um, yeah, Sorry, I bought that fucking launchpad shit in like 2012. And I made a couple, bro, and then that was like, that was it. I was just playing clips, and I just like, you know what? I'm going to just start DJing and just DJed all the way. Like, well, I was already DJing, but continue, man. You FL Studio guy? Because, I mean, I I was going to say, bro, FL Studio, that's that's like bass. It it carries good bass, so I feel like 
you gotta be like, you gotta have like a Tahoe or something, you know. <laughs> well, like a um, oh my god, uh, <laughs> a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Friends like it's a talking. good car. It's not a bad car, especially the older models. Great, like they're great cars. I wouldn't be like you know, you wouldn't see a multi-millionaire pulling up in one of those. But it works, and I, I, okay. So what I was gonna say is, I, I use FL Studio, like to this day. I've been using it for the past like five years, and um, I started out on Ableton. I started with the Lamborghini, bro. I should have stuck with the Lamborghini, but I ended up like it was just so difficult for me to understand and just grasp. And the second I went to FL Studio, it was just instant. It was just like a oh. This is how it all works. Okay. And just kind of like, I don't know. I, I was able to figure my shit out a lot faster with FL Studio yeah, over so Ableton. I think there's just a bigger bigger definitely. learning curve when it comes to Ableton. Definitely, for sure. So is it just a tool to you? I would say so. Um, just like, well, and... Well, I guess it does. Sorry, go music, ahead. But do you think it makes the music particularly better? Or... Do you be like, oh, yeah, they exported this shit in FL Studio? I know they did. <laughs> I'm suing. No, no. I, I've, I've like, I normally see it in kind of a light of, like, I've wanted to see it in a sense where it's like, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what, like, it looks like on SoundCloud. Because for me, like, my, my basically car test is putting it on SoundCloud and seeing mm. how the sound fonts look. And if it looks weak as fuck, I'm like, I can't release it. Uh, but I realize now that that's just SoundCloud compression. And I was like, wait, it sounds so much different on mm -hmm. SoundCloud versus Spotify. Like my most recent track, uh, my personal wormhole. That is one that sounds just kind of iffy on SoundCloud, but you go to Spotify and you're like, oh, wait, this kind of sounds a lot cleaner. And for me, it's more or less just like letting it, be like there are certain things that obviously you kind of have to do in a mix and like to mix and master make it sound good you want your snares to be somewhat prominent in the mix and you know depending on what sound you're going for but i i would at the end of the day say that fl studio is still kind mm -hmm. of just a tool for me wherein like a very valuable tool that like you know i i couldn't necessarily make the music that i make now without it um but Again, it's just like a, a tool, like I see a VST, like mm -hmm. I see Serum, like I see Massive or a lot of these uh, VSTs. It's just a tool that you can use. But generally, there are other things you can use to, to get that so sound, I guess. So VSTs. Um, oh, God, I'm so basic for this, and I need to check out Vital. But you, oh, you Vital, already know bro, what I'm going to say. You already so know. Funny. You're going to be like, wait, 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 here it is. In an episode that we got to re-record. But I'm gonna check this. Yeah, really? just, just last night. Just last night, I talked about he. I talked about it. And I'm like, oh, I have to check Damn. this shit out. So, I'm basic. <laughs> well, apparently, I've heard. No, dude. I honestly like. I don't know much about Vital. I've heard a lot about it in like certain Discord communities, and people are like, "Why are you still using Serum, bro? Vital's where it's at. Yeah. It's free or something or <clears> other." <throat> and so. I've heard it's a great VST. I want to check that one out. But my main go-to 
especially with like sound design is usually mm-hmm. um serum uh, of course i, I got to be basic to some extent but uh, at the same time i would say uh one of my most resourceful tools uh, in my music has been fruity granulizer i freaking love fruity granulizer uh, just some of the craziest wackiest gnarliest oh, sound fonts so is that like I love a, it, um is that like a fl studio like internal plugin thanks yeah yeah no it comes with fl studio and i didn't even know about it until like two years ago and like, you know, ever since i've known about it for that that fucking um keep piano roll i think it was like i think it was fl piano roll you gotta forgive me i haven't fl since they like, oh shit bro i don't fucking 2010 oh if you don't mind me asking what do you use uh, today I use native instruments i use machine oh see damn yeah. no that's like the so it's all analog or oh, is it's it a doll in a drum machine together it's a i mean you can just use a doll but it's drum machine um is completely mapped to the doll so you can just do it all from the controller if you needed to oh, that is so fucking yeah. tight I, I need to do that. No, I need to do that. I don't know if I can no, do that. I think to, FL works for you because, like, I I think I like FL because, like, you know how it's like a digital sequencer, basically. Um, basically, well, which yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, bro. Like, a lot of I have like some physical Korg uh, electribes, and they're all like sequencers and drum machines, and that's kind of my that was like my first approach to music. So, doing it with machine and having the power of like vsts and like the macbook i'm like you know it was like the best way for me to avenue into music for me so you know well you know go ahead no no so i'm i continue to cut you off bro i'm so fucking sorry go ahead i'm with to you um sorry what i was going to say is that I, I feel like for me, uh, FL Studio, FL Studio kind of has like this weird. I have this weird nostalgic mm-hmm. connection with it, where it feels like you know I I made some of my first beats on there, and I can go back and I can visit those and be like, oh yeah, I remember when I made this. I remember that that time of life, that experience. I mean, dude, I still have Blender and, and you know what I mean. That's old software. Oh, dude. That has got to be so cool. Yeah, so I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with FL Studio just because it was like ahead of, like, I guess Ableton. I would think that was out for Ableton, but it's like, yeah, it's man. I I kind of hate that idea though because it's almost kind of like a car club, you know, like oh you got you got Honda, mm, I don't know man. <laughs> like bro, we, I showed up. I'm, to I'm play, sorry about the Lamborghini and the... in like. You know what I mean? Like my music is Spotify too, bro. Like, yeah. Why does it care that I made it in Reason or like like Logic? People do hate on some of that stuff, and I get it because some people are like so passionate about like when it comes to like I get it. People like fucking sound design and shit like that, but I ain't that cool. So I don't know. Well, you are. You're very cool. Not very um, cool to be like epic. Fucking, actually, to be like. Nah, bro, you can't sit with me. 
<laughs> no, see, I would never do that. I could never, bro. Like, I I usually bump into Ableton users, and a lot of the people that I'll end up collabing with are Ableton yeah. users. And so, like, yeah, I mean, and you probably know how that feels, where it's like, oh, yeah, I use this. And they're like, oh, hi. Oh, I get judged. Yeah, yeah, I'm I like, judged. come on. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, we don't have to do anything. If you don't want to do anything, it's all right. But like, wow, you're still gonna <laughs> no. send a stand. The, the one. Gotta send stand. <laughs> I fucking love stand. I'm a DJ. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me see the wave. Yes. Man. Give me all that shit. <laughs> let me, let me see that shit visually. But like, bro, no, I one of my least favorite. Oh, okay. So Dead Mouse, huge inspiration. Basically, the reason why. I even got into electronic music in the first place. I, I have to give him some That's a good bit idea. of respect. Um, well, because, I mean, I, I remember I must have been, God, uh, first he's grade. Legendary, he's legendary. I, heard, I mean, people uh, change, but, like, at the time, yeah, dude. Yeah, when he came out, I'm like, oh, well, back shit, in the, he was the new Daft Punk almost. Yeah, he was like, the, he almost was the new Daft Punk. And I remember, yeah, 2008. It was like this whole new, like, progressive house sound for me. I was like, what the hell is this? And before that, it was like, you know, it was basically what my dad listened to, which was Chemical Brothers and Sasha and, like, a lot of dope, dope 90s, like, breakbeat artists and shit. And so I love them, by the way. I'm yeah. a huge fan. Uh, but anyways, Dead Mouse, I remember watching one of his streams. And, like, he was critiquing someone's music or someone had sent their music. And, like, first off, I, like, put myself in their shoes. Imagine. Legendary producer Joel Zimmerman is listening to your song on a live stream in front of an audience of basically, you know, 10,000 people. I would be so frightened. I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Maybe I sent the wrong one. Maybe I, like, I don't know what to do. And so, like, Joel's listening to this track. And at the end of it, he, like, doesn't say anything. And at the very end, he was like, oh, yeah, that must have been made on FL Studio. <laughs> I sit there, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? You just, you ruined that guy's dream right there. Like, I know guys who are just like, bro, I just want Dead Mouse to see my song. <laughs> and then, like, I do remember that, that one song, uh, Dead Mouse, Joel, whatever the fuck his name is. I remember he pulled that dubstep song, bro, and that was okay. It wasn't even okay, actually. But... I, I feel like once you get to yeah. that type of status, like, because even I was a fan, but I don't think I would be that much. I, I think that's like your your real close peer group to, because I mean, basically, I see mm. if you're probably like, like, because like, like for, like you said, you're watching the video, but you were inspiring to make music, you know, so everybody in the group were probably just like, I wouldn't necessarily say um, like fuckboyish. But they're just all going to be snobby over music, and if someone like him and has that power, that can really like damage, you know, the person. Even even because like yeah, it's, bro. it's like subjective. Well, like, most you know most of the time, and it's just kind of like, you know, that can be just really messed up. You know, that's like fucking. That's like an like an Elon Musk move type of shit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, and that's that's kind of how I saw it. It was just this moment where this producer, like, you know, totally gets just fucking shrecked on yeah. live stream. 
And like, I just, I felt for him in that moment where I was like, you know, it's these, and I realized then that it's a lot of whatever Dead Mouse's fan base is like this music elitist, like kind of group. They're they're just like, don't get me wrong. I got his shit, you know, I got his plates. I got his music, man. But like, oh um, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can see that. You see that shit, you know? I mean, I'm not afraid to say that, but that's just kind of how it is. And it's, it's, you know, you got to be careful sometimes because, like, those people are the same people that have labels. So it's like, you know, as long as there's not, I mean, bad enough in the music scene with the scandals that's going on, it sucks to have, like, you know, people to gatekeep your music in a way where it's, you know, I don't know. You can just have so much power, and I just feel like with that power, like, you could change so many people's lives, you know? And, yeah yeah with great power comes great responsibility they say that but that's like it comes with that but they're like yeah the nigga's lazy though it's like we come oh yeah i just be no yes bro you've nailed it like what now i see dead mouse in this light where it's like okay so he's recently started doing stuff with cascade and i enjoyed that stuff that's like oh okay he's like kind of going back to his old shit i enjoy this i dig this i can get behind it but like anything he's put out on his own he claims to be like the highest form of edm and it's just a kick with like a sequencer behind it for 10 minutes and you're like wow this is this is the um what is he saying? cardinal <laughs> sin of edm ego brain bro. <laughs> and, like it's just, yeah, bro. And I remember, yeah, just being obsessed with him until I, I don't know. Up until he said he hated Hyperbole, <laughs> he'd never been the same. Like, no. no, dude, it's just, it's this whole, like, elitist mentality that I hate. I just want, you know, why can't we just all enjoy the music that we like and not have to gripe at other people? Unless you like country music. Country music <laughs> I don't listen to it, but I mean, like, I, 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 I've felt that way going to different like communities that has had me involved there through music, you know. And a lot of times they don't fuck with other groups or just people just because like, you know, just because of that. But it's like, oh, dude, but I'm still gonna come here and play the same music for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and that's like, you know, sit down, shut up and listen to my music for the change or like, you know, and it's just being open to those new, like, new sounds, new experiences. And I I really want to attract that audience, the people who are open to listening to new things, the people that are like, you know, I really, I want to be, I want to hear music that has been pushed in a way that no one has done it before. And... You know, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like some fucking like. No, I've been listening to some Sorry, artists for the last two <laughs> years. That all their music is like uniquely to them, you know, and and I, I mean, I love yeah. that so much because like, like, I mean, they 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 aren't like holding back, or they're not also concerned about anything. It's also like it's almost like. If you start, like, let's say you start your own little niche and you don't really care what the fuck else anyone else is doing, you know? And it's it's good to have that, you know? But that's, I feel like that's like a fault. Because when, it, like, your fan base yeah. falls into that mindset. So it's, it's hard trying to... Because, I mean, that's why I say you get so much power because, like, 
you know, with that power, you could have been like, you know, this isn't too bad. It could have had a little something else. It's got potential. Yeah, you could put this here. Yeah, that didn't thing. Or like, you know, give give suggestion at least. Like, like, you know, just be like, hey, I love the way you're taking this. But just, you know, maybe make it like I would change this section up or like around 30 seconds in, you add this. I would change that. Give suggestion at least. They say you know, no. Hero, that's kind of so, my whole thing. You know. Yeah, bro. <laughs> well, and like I want to. That's going back to like what we were talking about earlier. Like, I just want to be that artist that people aren't afraid to like reach out to. And like, you know, I want, I'm a, I'm a person, like I'm not just some figure behind a screen that just makes music. And I, I hate, or I don't hate, hate is a mm-hmm. strong word, but like, I strongly dislike the artists that feel like they're too good to reach out to oh. anyone else. Or they're like, you know, oh, we're busy though. And I get it, but man, and oh, it's, it is in the game, dude. And like, I, yeah, you know, and it sucks to have to play that game, you know, but I'm like, I've I've been there. I've been in that place where it's like, oh crap, I don't, I don't have time to respond to this Mm -hmm. right now. I'd love to, but I'm, I'm busy. Like I'm doing something else. And that's different. It's when people like, relatively small artists like i i when i think big artists i think like you know it's unanimously like people just generally know the artists like if you say their name they're gonna be like oh yeah no i've heard of them like 100k plus followers on any media but like so these relatively small artists have such a chip on their shoulder that they're like, I'm just not going to reach out to my fans or not going to do this. And like, or, you know, when, when a fan does inquire or something, I'm not going to reach out to them because they're so beneath me. They're so under me. And I, I don't think this is a lot of people. Um, I, I have had that experience though. And, and, and funny enough with, with someone who uh, looked up to me at one point and then they just stopped reaching out. They got like really big and they just yeah. kind of stopped. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, like, and, you know, I was, I would reach out and be like, yo, bro, like, how are you doing? I, I noticed that, like, you know, you're blowing up right now and then nothing. And, like, again, that could be, like, the busyness factor of, like, where, like, I noticed yeah, a similar it thing. Happens. It's kind Sorry, of hard to, I guess it's kind of hard to to do that because I'm, 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 I hear you out, but also think I'm, like, sometimes I'm really bad at reaching out at people, like, reaching out to people and then, you know, mm. especially with how like algorithms are, depending on what platform you're using. You know, if you stop talking to them for a while, you may not even see them. So it's like, if you do hit them up because they are like coming into your sphere, it's like who knows what they may be thinking, too. So it's like, yeah. And I guess that's where you just kind of—I mean, I don't know. I think about that too sometimes, and that's just kind of like have a second thought to just be like. You know, because I mean, I don't know, it's you don't want to like project or anything, but it's yeah, I don't know. Some people get busy, but I just, you know, try to wish people are most in the best intentions, I guess. Mm. Well, and lately, that's kind of the way that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's kind of like what you were just saying. That's kind of the way that I look at things is through like, you know, okay, well, like, obviously, they have their own lives, they have their own things that they're doing. Like, I am going to look at this from like, a point of view where it's like, they had something else they're doing, and they probably forgot, like, Mm -hmm. whatever, not that big of a deal. Um, Initially, I was in like, I'm fine, I'll say this. Okay. 
Uh, I have nothing against Metaroom at all. Like, but when we very first started talking and like we're doing music shit, like I really felt like he wanted me involved with like his other side projects and his other like friends. And I was kind of getting into this cool community. And then when he blew up, it was just like, I was kind of out of that case scenario. It's just like, I was kind of set aside, which isn't bad. Like, I don't want to put that in a light where it sounds like, you know, he did me a disservice and he didn't help me. And like, I don't care. Like it's, it's his music and I'm, I'm happy for him that he got that big, but like, I just remember really feeling like I was just kind of left out of the picture and just kind of like, and I thought I initially would went with that like thought of like, no, no, this is his fault. And he should like, you know, he should be really sorry. And he should be like, and you know, this is kind of right around when he blew up and he just kind of stopped talking to me. And I just felt like it was more of a personal attack rather than it being like a business thing, rather than it being he's busy and rather than it being like, he's got other projects he's doing. But I remember really, yeah, feeling that uh, yeah. earlier and, I guess and then kind of coming I guess to that that's, point. That's just a normal feeling, man. And like, like, I can't really speak on their behalf, you know, because like, I, I am a busy person. I'm a very busy person. So I still like try to find and make time uh, for people, I guess. But I mean, with music, sorry if I sound... A little weird, my blinds. I can't have people You're seeing me in my boxes recording, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were too serious. So. But yeah, I mean, I know. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean no, to get that I, serious. No, I totally I, understand too, because like I feel the same way in the sense of like genres being born, and then like people like being like left out, or they don't want to like pulled them in for whatever reason you know i can't uh, i can't mm. i can't think of any personally i can't think of any like like i can't think of like one reason that i wouldn't unless it's like for instance like for me i don't share like um i don't like share any music on my spotify or not spotify but my soundcloud but i only do that because it's uh, I just want, like, my... Because most of my releases aren't even on my page. They're all from, like, labels and just, like, outsourced. So it's all, like, basically repost, you know? So, like, I didn't want to have my repost, yeah. like, filled with other people's music as much as I want to, like, like promote it out. But, like, for me, like, for my music, like, I, like, envision, like, it all as a world, you know? And I am thinking a way if I can like broadcast that to my audience as like some type of commercial because like I would love to put people on, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ghost you or nothing like that, you know? Because I know that I know how that shit feels and that shit sucks and like talk to someone. Oh like, yeah, you know people can make up scenarios in their head, you know, and that just kind of tarnishes like friendships. But like, it's also. You know, it's also good to, like, be in the mindset of, like, just being happy for him, but it also does, like, you would be lying to yourself to say it doesn't, like, suck to feel, like, left out, you know? So, I mean, your feelings are valid, is what I'm saying, but... No, it does. Yeah, man, it'd be like that sometimes, bro. Well, yeah, totally. I didn't want to make it seem like it's that way all the time, because it very much does... Like it, it varies from person to person. And what happened with 
the whole meta room situation, I now kind of see in a different light and I don't view it in the sense of kind of him being like turning a cold shoulder to me. It was more or less like, man, I got my own life. I got my own shit I got to deal with. And like, it's nothing against you. It's just that I'm trying to get my life together. I'm trying to do things for me. Like, you know, we, we all talk about how like we want to further our music career and we want to, we want to do certain things that kind of push us mm -hmm. in the right direction. But and then I, I, and then of yeah. course I would, I would have, I would, yeah, I have to then kind of say that for everyone else. Like they want to take their music somewhere and like, and you know, Freddie just came out with his album and I'm like, Oh damn. Yeah. He's been working hard. Like he's been really putting time uh, into this and you can see that. And so it's for me, it's like when I see an artist that hasn't posted anything in years and like doesn't respond or something or like, and again, I guess that is all up to context and, you know, where they're at and like, you know, Volant was someone who I didn't even think would reach back out to me. Like I reached out to them. No, no, I take that back. They reached out to me. Um, that was an interesting situation, but, uh, because they liked my music and I was like, Oh shit. Like, you know, that's really cool. And so when that does happen, that happens and that's, that's great. But I just, you know, maybe don't expect it. Like I think a lot of artists think that once they start talking to a more popular artist that then they just expect like a comment or like something yeah. and hell I've been there and you've probably Definitely. been there where it's like, fuck, I, I, like, you know, obviously this is someone who's a fan of my music and I don't want to like discourage them in any way, but I don't necessarily want to talk to you 24 seven, mm -hmm. like, you know, and like where you'll just get those DMS where it's like, you know, Hey, I, I really appreciate you. And I'm, thank you so much for sending this to me. And, you know, like, thanks for being a fan, reaching out and stuff. I, I love it, but I don't, I, I don't have time to talk to you on a <laughs> like a 24 seven yeah, basis. It's different when you're um, in like, like, like for me, that's almost like someone at a show and then versus the, the cast that's in the green room, you know? So it's like, like, yeah, yeah. Different uh, relationship. Yeah, it, it, it is. So I can definitely feel like, you know, I mean, that's why they have tabs for general and <laughs> like whatever personal, you know, whatever messages that you may have, but it's like, yeah, you do kind of have to keep that distance, but like, I don't know what type of like, because most of, like, all my friends on the web are doing music or graphics or some type of creative thing, you know, or they're not online, really. So, like... Mm. A lot of... No, and I, I totally... I, I feel like I'm in the same boat. Where it's, like, either a lot of the artists I do talk to, I've already kind of somewhat made it. Um, and they're, like, they're comfortable. They're, like, I'm good right now. Or it's an artist that, um, like, really is super creative but doesn't, like, put out or release a ton of stuff. So uh, Dog's Magic, George, one of my all-time, like, you know, favorite, one of my favorite producers. Mm -hmm. I love him. Uh, but he only releases stuff, like, once or twice. He came out with his second release in the span of, like, five years now that he's been doing music. And, like for me, I'm in a similar span where it's like, I've been doing this project for about five to six years now. And it's something where it's like, but I release constantly. It's like a once a month mm -hmm. type of basis, but like 
when he does release, people like love it. They're like, God, I just wish he would release more. And like most of his song, like the two songs he has, I bet are over like 10K because he just releases like once a year. And he's kind of that weird niche artist that's like, okay, I guess I'll release yeah, this. Hopefully it does like, you know, like, well, you're like, you can like clock your own release date, like with like, or just release timing with your own fan base once you get that shit right. Like, and some people are either just like, they're just like making people wait and it works. You know, you just kind of have to see what works, you know? Um, yeah. I've noticed that like talking about a release before time obviously somewhat kind of helps like lately i've just been i'll just release like i'll just put something out and be like oh i released it go check it out and people are like oh shit like he just released this oh crap like i didn't even know or like yeah a lot of the people i talk to are like oh shit you released that yeah. like you know and i'm like yeah like yesterday or a couple of days ago damn dude yeah you, you didn't even make an announcement yeah, or anything totally. And I need to get better at that, like officially scheduling. Yeah, we all do, honestly. I mean, we'll do that now. <laughs> I mean, so, so, oh, you want to hear a funny story? I got a good story about this. <laughs> no, say if, you, if you went to get on track, it's like, um, I was going to say, you can market some stuff right now. Like, um, what you got going on here in the future, man? You got some shows coming up? Some new music, some streams. What's going on with book? I do have some. I do have some music coming out. I feel like I need to do more streams. I'm just. I don't. I don't know the whole prospect of like my face. That would made this so easy for me was that I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't even have to mm -hmm. show my face. Sweet. Uh, but like music, I will. I'll be releasing something. Well, okay. There's there's my last track on Groove Central will be released on nightfall later this month almost finished with it really close to being done uh ego lands be on the lookout for ego lands later Nance this month but yeah uh, yes um it's at the very it's the very last song of groove central which is also on nightfall uh and i don't know well i had a couple of people asking about it they were like you know hey dude just coming out and or when is this going to be released? And I was like, soon. And yeah, that's a, that's a good feeling when you're like, oh, people are amped about like certain tunes coming out. Yeah, like, that's awesome. Fucking gas. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. It gives you it gives you more like you're like, oh, no, I actually do. Now I kind of at first I didn't feel like finishing it. Mm -hmm. But now that people are like more into it, it makes me feel more motivated to finish it. Um, But like with uh, crap, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, like shows. I don't, I have not done a live show since, um, oh, was it Witherfest, Wither Club? Uh, it was like a year ago. I did a Minecraft like festival, which I, I don't think counts. I, it was still the I last mean, one I did. For the time, yeah. And then, yeah, it counts. Well, like, yeah, sure. It was fun. I, I've had the chance to do a couple of like live mm -hmm. actual live shows uh, just in my local like city. Uh, we have this little venue called uh, the shredder and I've been invited to play a couple of times, but what sucks, what sucks about playing live and it, it, like not at a bar or something is that you have to sell mm. an allotted amount of tickets. 
before you're like confirmed as an artist. So you could be like on to perform until day of, and then they could be like, you didn't sell enough tickets beforehand. So we're dropping you. And that happened twice. I'm calling the shredder out. I mean, not that they'll, (laughs) I don't know if they'll like, (laughs) who the fuck is this bug core guy? It's like, (laughs) tell them, but they're the, it's like it's fucking bug core again. You Sorry? Tell them to, to buzz off. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. What's this what this what's this guy doing? We don't we don't <laughs> allow bugs into our club. But uh I actually saw do you know who No Mana uh, is? Mm, no, it's not ringing a bell. Dope, dope artist. Uh they do all of their own artwork and um they're pretty oh. big on mousetrap. But like electro house based, and they kind of they're they're going for that older electro house kind of sound, like that mm-hmm. pre two thousand eight sound, uh, and it's super dope. I'm like, oh my god, I'm here for it, because that's that's what I was raised on, and you know that's like my my comfort music, and so Nomana has been a dope artist for me. But they got to play at the Shredder, like a month before I was supposed to go on, and I had like. I had this whole like no mana track setup that I was thinking of doing. I was like, oh yeah, I'll just play a ton of no mana tracks and they'll love me. And then of course I was like, you know, denied entrance. And I was like, fuck. Which is good because I honestly would not have enjoyed just playing someone else's tunes, I guess. Like it's hard for me to go and DJ because I want it to be a very like niche experience i want it to be something where it's like yeah most of the music you're going to hear tonight isn't anything you've probably ever heard (laughs) Um, i want that yeah i I want that yeah and it's it's that's it would never happen oh it's 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 so hard for me because like i know that i do enjoy some like more or less kind of basic-esque house beats um well and house artists i love a lot of house artists Chris Lake being one of them. I got to see him live and that was kind of like a life altering experience, but I want to be able to perform as an artist rather than a DJ. And that's hard. That's really difficult. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I want to be. Um, but yeah, people go and they, they assume that it's going to be a certain sound and they're going, Oh yeah, it's house music. Oh yeah. No, it's that or it's techno. And then I'm like, huh, how about neither? <laughs> like, how about a bit of both or yeah. a bit of everything? And it's it hard is. to DJ it like that. It's really hard, man. You have to, like, pick out your – It's well, I mean, I guess most set lists kind of go like this, but, like, you have to be super familiar with the song. And even some of my older tracks, I'm like, oh, crap, I kind of forgot about <laughs> this one. Segment. But, yeah, it's just a whole – yeah, yeah. No, you totally. It's 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 a whole yeah, imagine thing. Uh, playing um, yeah. for a, a, a paid for a gig, and you accidentally forget that that Borat part is in there. And oh. <laughs> I mean, it could be funny, but I can see. Oh, yeah, it'd be pretty funny. I don't. If I can't laugh at my own music, I don't know if I want to like the mentality I've had. If I can't laugh sure, at my music, sure. I don't want to release it. And like. The lot of, a lot of the things that I look at, like, I just want to have fun with it. Like, I want people to look at it and be like, Our, at least he's, you know, having fun okay. with it. Um, and I think that matters most. Like, as long as you're having fun with it, go off, bro. Like, you know, you do whatever yeah, the I can't, fuck you I can't want. See what you come up and with. And as long year, as man. it's... 
Oh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I know I posted kind of as a joke that this year was going to be, you know, year of the bug. Um, but I don't know. I see, I see some cogs turning. I see some wheels are shifting and, um, just some new, uh, some new avenues that I could end up taking. And it's like, yeah. I just have to make the right choice. And so, no, I'm super excited for what this year has to bring. Um, and I'm hoping to fill it with a lot of releases. So, I mean, like, yeah, so that's slowing down any people, uh, you would like to, who are two people you'd like to feature that we should feature on this show? Who's someone you'd like to put on here? Ooh, ooh, I think you would, you would have a great time with Gollum. Uh, Dope artist, I love may, him. I uh, I've been talking to him recently. Do they do? Do they do like breakcore? Or is it? Um, kind of along that line, kind of along the Zapphire line of like breakbeat. Um, but like breakcore, but more unique. I, I would say it's like kind of more jungle vibe over at yeah, breakcore. Yeah, I, no, I, I may have listened listened to them just on my own, to be honest. This is a person I'm thinking. I'll fuck with their aesthetic too. It's pretty cool. Um as for that's what I love. It's the early kind of like it's it's Y2K, but like more green. (laughs) I love it. Um outside of Gollum. Man, I could I could I could put so many people down. I could be like, yo, this guy, this guy, this guy. Are all dope. I, I love um a lot of artists that are within my community. Uh I would say, yeah, verse. I'm so sorry, bro. Versipole or verse versipile. Uh, super dope. I think that you would love to have them on. Or they would be awesome on the show. Uh, that and if I could make a third one, it would be still crisp. Uh, all really, really awesome. dope artists. Yeah, those names from you. Um, get those names from you after. Um, before we get out of here, man, where can people find you, bro? What's your handles? Uh, on everything, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm basically on everything. It's Bug Core. Uh, if, if you're looking for me on SoundCloud, it's A like A Y with four Ys. Uh, it's Bug Core. If you're looking, just like if you want to type in the URL. Uh, for it's the same for most of like Apple Music, Spotify, all of those. Um. Yeah, I'm on everything. All you got to do is look up Bug to the <laughs> yeah. Core, and I should be Hell in the first yeah. one. But, uh, yeah, bro, no, thanks for having me on the show, honestly. I'm I'm so stoked I got to be on. And thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to me rant. Uh, yeah, nice. no, it was absolute Great, joy. But before we part ways, dude, uh, do you have any final thoughts, man? The floor is all yours, bro. Final thoughts. Oh, God, this is always hard because I feel like this is the point where I'm going to be like, oh, shit, don't say anything bad. You need uh, <laughs> um, like, a, oh, I could leave with like a um, a good a bug core quote or the best quote uh, from today, which was. Um, you are an artist and your canvas is whatever doll you use. Uh and so go to town on it and don't don't yes, look sir. back. But that's that's my inspirational quote. That's <laughs> my little bug inspirational in quote. Paint away uh, and don't look behind you. Exactly. Just start painting. Just start making, <laughs> creating. 
Maybe I'll be a rapper this uh, year. Who knows, bro? I got some ideas <laughs> for some of your beats, man. Get some going. Oh, yeah? Some shit going. Maybe you might do that. Hell, yeah. No, straight up. If you have any, any ideas for my tracks, please let me yeah. know. Please hit me up, and we, we should totally yeah, figure something out. Know, um, both um, you like commission? You do commissions, right? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, uh, from time to time. Uh, yes, generally speaking, I, yeah, I yeah. do commissions. 15 bucks we'll per some, anything. We'll some some fun shit popping, bro. It's gonna be it's an exciting year for music. Hopefully, if we let it, if we let it, Ooh. we have that power. If we let it, it's a good point. Good point. All right. No, I'm I'm hyped. I am so hyped for this year and what it's gonna bring. But um, yeah, bro. Yes, Thank you so much. Thank yes, you so much for having me on. Peace out. So. All right. I am I'm peacing out. Thank you, Craig, <laughs> for listening to us. Don't tell the CIA.
buy your council though? Why? 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 Why do you buy your council? You can play this game for nine million years and you'll never get into this rank, bro. You don't tell me you're one of those guys who say, Oh, I'm hard stuck. I'm hard stuck iron because my teammates are shit. You're shit. You're shit. You're shit. Thank you. 
It's Kid Luna here. You know what's going on. Third Coast Pace Radio. Um, we're just going to hop into this episode. We had this fire mix in. I hope y'all enjoyed it. And I'm just going to let them in- introduce yourself right now. Let's go. Nikai is the name. I'm a uh, weirdo drum and bass uh, producer from Richmond to California, born in Texas, uh, Houston, Texas, to be exact. And uh, yeah, happy to be on the show. Word, word, word. Um, how about you tell me about yourself a little bit here? Let's get into that moniker of yours. Where, where, where did that come from? Oh, a little bit from. Uh, I actually had a conversation with someone like uh, about a week ago about where the name came from. Uh, the original name came from uh, a uh, D and D character slash uh, also the same name as uh, the furry avatar as well, like. Mm-hmm or fursona for you old guards uh basically it, it was just derived from like a, a like a set of chinese kanji and stuff like uh okay. me I, I believe me is either like beauty or fascination uh they can mean something referring to something else like uh you know and uh kai is usually supposed to be understood as air or water it's typically used for water though as far as i know uh, anybody who's listening to this can probably like correct me on that if they are so inclined but yeah, yeah it's just those, it. <laughs> yeah it's it's weird but um i came up with that name a long time ago it doesn't need to have any meaning but that's how i came up with it uh came from uh just a long time experience in the fandom and all that awesome. so yeah i mean tell me a little bit about your background i mean since you like you're mentioning like you, your name was like from D, like were you pretty big in the I, ne- I never really got to do a campaign ever like I never had that set of friends that were fucking trying to do that shit. So, yeah, I never really. Got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it really just depends on what uh, environment you're in or what headspace you're in. Because like some people think it's a little bit too nerdy for them, even though that was probably the mentality maybe like 15, 20 years ago. Uh, but uh, for me, uh, I used to do uh, role playing sessions like with the with the guys. We never really did uh, live action shit, but like we we used to do uh, like you know simplistic D and D campaigns. Dungeons and Dragons uh, was like always like in the popular culture ethos, like uh, for even the generation before ours. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, we, we just uh, did like a couple campaigns. They were a ton of fun. And I'll tell you right now, any of the D and D based stuff like movies, video games, TV shows, et cetera, that uh, have to do with D and D I'm going to tell you right now, nothing's more entertaining than doing D and D with the homies because just the most insane random stuff just ends up happening sometimes. And, uh, yeah, it, it always goes in a very unpredictable direction. So I would highly recommend 
anybody who's really into the possibility of like just uh, whether you treat it like a board game or mm-hmm. a live action role play, it's like absolutely just a blast to play. Damn, yeah, I, I got I still got time to get into it. I was what's what's been like your longest campaign? Campaign, uh, I think the longest campaign I'd say by most D and D standards is for me it was pretty short. Uh, ours lasted maybe about like three months maximum, if I remember correctly. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, damn. Most campaigns, I think most campaigns last anywhere from like five to maybe even a year. It really depends on the success of the party and how good the storyteller is doing. Or uh, sorry, not storyteller. That's <laughs> werewolf or vampire, the masquerade terminology. Uh, but the DM is what I mean. Uh, if the DM is really good, yeah, it can go on a long yeah. ass time. That's wild, <laughs> man. So, tell me about your 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 music background, man. Um, were you classical, uh, classic trained, classically trained, or were you just like self taught? Like, how was that? The majority of the stuff I learned uh, working on music, especially in the modern day, is self taught. But I did have a background uh, quite a while ago in elementary school. I played the clarinet. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- I'm not a huge fan of wind instruments, like playing them at least. I, I love listening to them. But uh, my dad was also big into jazz, rock, and stuff like that. Uh, he used to be a promoter uh, for like. Uh, like events and stuff like that way back before I was born. And mm-hmm. as well as uh, um, he did uh, he, he did like a little bit of uh, just everything. He, he loves hip hop, R&B, like uh, even a lot of electronic music. That's where I kind of first got into it. Uh, like I, I actually had um, a, a huge love for video game music way before any of the other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to originally do that. Uh, before getting into game dev stuff, uh, which is mostly like hobby stuff now. But uh, after playing the clarinet, I mostly messed around with the piano and fell into music production pretty late. Like uh, I always used to work on like, you know, uh, Windows MIDI programs and stuff like that when they were hard to get a hold of. And uh, a little bit after that, uh, like around like I think it's 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. uh, r- right around the time that like, people were really, really getting into electronic music in the U S like on a mainstream level, uh, was when I started like, you know what, I'm going to mess around. And this intro to like intro to production class I took at, uh, Cogswell, uh-huh. uh, I ended up uh, using my, my first DAW that I actually opened up was uh, logic pro nine. And like, I've always been like good at using Macs, but like, I don't yeah. own one myself. So like logic pro, the Logic Pro series, I couldn't really get into very much. And one of my friends actually got like a, uh, a cracked version of Reason back before they had the online authenticators. And I messed with that and just learned it so well that I just stuck to it. And obviously, eventually picked up my own copy, like uh, a couple years later, like when I decided, you know, what, I want to continue doing music. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I love coming up with an excuse to uh, play my own tracks while DJing. <laughs> so almost definitely (laughs) yeah rest is history really yeah speaking of playing some of those your your own tracks man let's talk about some of the tracks you had in that mix man um yep it was very fucking (laughs) it was very i mean it's fast paced like it was very um like because i would say most of the music i got from me has been like dmb it's been more like um, jump up like I I love all that style of 
I guess that spectrum like of electronic music it's kind of been like the one pretty underground well that too but it's also kind of one that I've never been burnt out on since I've heard it if that makes sense like it's just got something about it bro <laughs> I know dude it's like because I've heard like it's when I've heard it I don't know maybe maybe people haven't just like, ran it into the ground like everything else but um I don't know like it's still one of my favorite type of genres, especially like if it's like being played live. But yeah, let's yeah. go ahead and get into that mix, man. You want to talk about some of the track selections you had in there? Like you had some unreleased IDs in there. Oh, there's quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, well, we intro with the first tune, which is my tune, Platforms. Uh, Y'all heard it. Everybody else has heard it. If, if you're a friend of mine, you've probably at least heard the track once or at least heard a draft of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that one just came out on December 10th of 2022. Uh, I really just enjoy how the production came together. I got my track as loud as, like, as reasonably loud as I could. It's really, really got a lot of, like, fuzziness to the mid-range bass. I actually focused on the mid-range bass quite a bit compared to focusing on the sub, which is what I usually do. And I was really proud with how it came out. So that's the intro track. Um, and... Let's see. I think the second one is, oh yeah, the, 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 the second and third track I have is um, Reason Gang, which which is with my buddy Draco, who's like a very, very close friend of mine. Uh, we worked on that track together, I think back in like mid-2021. And people have been like kind of bumping that a little bit. It, we kind of try to do a mixture between sensibilities and like jump up drum and bass a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just, I really love, love just how insanely like twisted the bass sounds on it and he and draco did some MCing on it he, he's been doing a lot of uh rapping and stuff like that on his tunes a lot of screamo rap and and, and just a lot of underground stuff uh and after that there was a there's a uh collab we did me draco and uh trash panda uh we also uh like he was MCing on a trash panda was uh, as well as draco and we tried to do like it's essentially the same thing, but like a lot more dark and stuff uh, and wild. Uh, so that one's called uh, Super Neurological. Yeah, Super Neurological. It's all one word. Uh, that one came out literally. Yeah, that one came out literally just like, I think, uh, right before platforms did. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, next track. Uh, let's see. That one is that one's supposed to be The Scientist. I... I it's a really like very straightforward, like just hard hitting tune, really loud snares. Uh, and like, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yes. And, um, let's see, uh, that one. Yeah. I just sort of used this sort of ring modulation that I just like threw through a bunch of filters. And, uh, that's why it sounds kind of like someone dragging a glass bottle against the ground while, well, <laughs> well, the bass is through there. That's, I really liked how it sounds, so I just built the rest of the tune around that. Uh, it's a lot of fun to work on. Or do you spend most most of your time um, in sound design uh, on subs, or how do you usually go about that? So I like subs because I enjoy how they sound and how you can give it. You can still give like a basic, very limited signal. Mm-hmm. like so much character like you can sometimes you can really really focus on the sub a lot of people like to really do a lot more work on the mid-range but for me i like to divide it evenly between both uh 
So that's what, what my whole thing with that was uh, on uh, The Scientist was uh, I wanted to just make something just crazy sounding that people hadn't heard before. And uh, with a little bit of help from like some clever sample pack usage, uh, mm-hmm. like it, it came out like better than what I was expecting. Uh, and the one, the track right after that is called Punishment. Uh, I took a bunch of old school like kung fu movie sounds and just threw them into a kind of old school 2010 flavor uh, dance floor jump up tune and whatnot. Classic. Uh, I really like how that came out. And then the other one that's not out yet, because Punishment's not out yet. Um, the uh, the track right after that is called Teammates, which I sampled from an old live stream where somebody is talking a bunch of shit on somebody playing badly in Valorant in a high ranked <laughs> lobby, and I just was like, "This sample is godlike. I have to throw it into a song," and uh, threw it into this uh, that uh, unreleased ID. This Teammates, I'm not sure if it's going to be free. Uh, it might get signed somewhere, so I have to still see what that's like. But yeah, I played that during the mix. Um, and let's see. Oh yeah, right after that one um, is uh, this one other song I was working with with uh, a homie by the name of Valiant. Uh, we decided to throw together kind of like a, a bit of a straightforward roller, like something that's very straight, like straight to the point. It has mm-hmm. like a, a bit of an old school electro wobble bass to it that I really liked. And uh, I threw in a bunch of nature sounds there. I really liked how it looked. And it's called Lost Island. Not out yet. Not sure if we'll ever release it, but like I'm hoping to eventually. For sure, for sure. So, who inspires your soundscape? That in just a sec. Well, I guess maybe I might as well answer that question now. Um, a lot of it, especially when it comes to the really gritty sounding basses, uh, there'll be uh, influences from this uh, UK producer by the name of Smuggler. He's always got the most like disgusting shit I've, I've ever heard in Jump Up, and I really, really love his stuff. Uh, he rarely releases his uh, IDs, though, like publicly. He's he's really kind of holding on to it, but he's got a really nice uh, full original production mix he's got out right now. And uh, I've been just like, dude, if you ever are having trouble with this, like, just send it to me. I would love to fucking play it out. And dude, like, yeah, it's so great. I mean, some of the songs and tunes you had had like a, such a gritty texture. Um, but like the 808s always slap, though. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, especially when we move into the dubstep section, which is right after uh, Lost Island. Uh, this other tune that's supposed to be coming out very soon, I believe it's supposed to still be coming out this month, if not really early in February uh, 2023. Uh, it's called Overdoser. Uh, I've really focused on that very old school kind of the base of the focus, like the mm-hmm. sub bass and maybe a little bit of uh, movement on the mid range where we just have like a very kind of two step garages, uh, like a, a kind of two step garage like beat with it. And uh, I really combined a lot of old um, neurofunk sounds with it on Overdoser. And uh, yeah, people just like I, that one's getting played out a lot. Like uh, I believe Shaw Dubs uh, played that one. Like he was one of the first people to really be like, yo, this tune is sick. Like I really want to play it on my session. That's and I was awesome. like, fuck yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it was fun. Like, I, I've been getting a lot of good feedback from it. Uh, hybrid Trap wants to fucking post it on their shit. I'm like, I thought you guys only do literally Hybrid Trap or Rhythm. And they're like, nah, we, we love all sorts of bass. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just send you guys more tunes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Overdoser is coming out very, very soon. Um, so keep an eye out on that. Uh, next track after that. Uh, oh, Yeah. It's a tune I released, I believe, back in early 2021 called Cyborg Assassin. I just sort of just threw a bunch of shit at the wall to see how it sounded. And, you know, a bunch of electronic, like basic sounds like square waves, uh, sawtooth waves, and then mm-hmm. threw, a lot of, threw a lot of like creative distortion on it just to give it more character and all that. And right after that, um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Next one is called Donut. It was a very old collab where we sampled Gordon Ramsay saying, you fucking donut. (laughs) We tried to legit make like some really weird sounding rhythm. Uh, Oh, yeah. And the final track in the mix is uh, called Shin Megami Tensei for anybody who is a fan of those games. Uh, I sampled the the dream uh, music when you're first creating your character. And then just turned it into like a Murata style death step track. And I really like how it came out <laughs> and some hip hop drums in there too. It was fun. Yes, oh, but yeah, obtain, obtain legally. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I, I had to redo it like in order to mm-hmm. kind of get through that gray area a little bit. Um, but that being said, uh, the other, the other inspirations to my soundscape have been uh, Reaper and Justin Hawks, uh, two people from, well, Reaper, I believe, is from L.A., but Justin Hawks is uh, doing, like, uh, he's he's been making the rounds on Viper Records, UKF, uh, a.k.a. Pilot Records as well. Uh, just, he released yeah, a fucking... Yeah, he's uh, doing, doing numbers. Oh, yeah. He released an album literally just last year, uh, and it's just been absolutely smashing it. I can't stop listening to it, if I'm being honest. He inspires a lot more of my melodic shit. Uh, and all of the greats, really, from the old school people like uh, Ronnie Size, uh, very, very old school name, uh, DJ Heist. Uh, there's this new cat out by the name of Gino. That's G-I-N-O. Yeah, his, his stuff, like just the way he does his subs is just so fat. And I'm just like, I want to get to that level. But yeah, those are the inspirations for my soundscape. And, and yeah, those are the mix tracks as well. Word, most definitely. Do you uh do you like uh, mix and master your own music? You know, for the first, well, okay. So sometimes I do. Like, for example, I did master platforms on my own as well as Overdoser. Uh, Draco handled the mastering on our two collabs with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, like, I try to do it myself if I can. And I try to get it as reasonably clear and loud as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I'm a fa- I'm like a, any bass music producer is going to be a fan of intentional clipping. Uh, you know, just in a sense that it sounds like it's clipping, but it's actually not. Um, I give it that extra bit of crunch to it, you know. And yeah, but I try to mix and master my own tunes whenever I can. That was probably one of the hardest things for me to learn, especially starting out, you know, like everything sounded really compressed when I first started out. Yeah. That sounds a lot more clear. Awesome. Yeah. If I can, I have uh Brashad metaphysics uh, helps me out a lot of my mixture and mastering. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's so much work. <laughs> Honestly. So, yeah, it's a lot. 
It's so much fucking work, man. It's, you know what I think of it as? Like, when you're mixing down, it, preparing for a master, I liken it to um, cleaning up a room and having everything just super neatly organized so that you can find everything, you can mm-hmm. load it, especially when working with audio buses and things like that. Like, it can be really tedious, but th- then when you start learning it more and more, you just do it so much faster. Yeah, so now, at it. yeah, definitely do it like now as I go a lot. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, you know, at least up to a saving point, and then like I'll write freely, <laughs> you know, a bit. But yeah, it's um, let's go ahead and hop into uh, at, at what moment did you want to start working on music, man? Like, have you always been like a music nerd, or has it just kind of like been something like in your later life, or like, yeah, when- like that's. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, you either come from people who just did it for fun, like myself. Like I, I, I first started out like doing MIDI, uh, MIDI renditions of some of my favorite tunes, or doing a couple of originals. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to doing shit with like a DAW and uh, just making a lot of my own stuff. Uh, pretty later on, like I think I'd say about like twelve to like 12 to 13 years ago, I think is when I started like actually being like, okay, I want to actually make my own stuff. Who knows what happens? You know, if, if, it, if something comes from it, cool. If not, then Hey, it's still fun, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, like actually my background was mostly in visual arts. Um, I did a lot of, uh, you know, character design artwork and, you know, just draw, I started out like drawing a lot of my favorite cartoon characters and stuff. And, making stuff on my own. Uh, but then I fell into music production because like it was going pretty well and it was just a lot of fun to work on it. Um, but that didn't really come about until maybe like my early to mid twenties is when I started actually like working on music a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, it's never too late or too early to really start on it. You have these cats working on shit since like there were 12, uh, for me, I didn't even start making midis until like maybe I was like 14, 15. Um, so, I mean, I knew how my way around a computer in that way and how to do music, but it wasn't too obviously the professional level. Like, you know, I wasn't doing Daft Punk shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, for, for anybody that can kind of relate to how I started out in a different medium and then just sort of fell into music, uh, check out how um, how Justice uh, got into doing music and working for stuff for Ed Banger and their label. Uh, they actually were, I think both of them were graphic designers, like with a lot of experience in that area. And then they just, I think they just started <laughs> fumbling around with music and then it just got out of control. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. Definitely. I, 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 I did music too, but it was, I started mostly with graphics for sure at first. Um, just cause it was yeah. kind of, um, well, one, it was like cheaper to have like <laughs> just a pencil and paper. So yeah, at the time, like you could buy, like, I mean, if you were going the legal route, obviously, uh, you would, um, you would typically just like be able to pay like a flat fee, um, for, you know, like buying graphic software, uh, and work on it continuously. And if you wanted like the latest version, you'd probably have to pay like an upgrade fee. Whereas now everything is like a subscription. Uh, and while the initial barrier to entry is like a lot lower, excuse me. Um, unfortunately that like a lot of people can't really justify, uh, the monthly fee sometimes because it just, 
you know, it, 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 a lot of people can't really keep up that consistency and they don't want to lose access to their work or livelihood, you know? So yeah, I get it. That, that shit's all, that shit's all dumb to me anyway. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I started on windows paint. <laughs> you, oh, never shit. Windows, you never use windows paint. I, yeah, I definitely did. I'd be lying if I didn't like, you know, doing shit with my mouse, you know? Yeah. You paint. can get really good if you are really good pixels if you zoomed in really close just made it really small <laughs> just the custom pixel art and stuff yeah well when you zoomed out the lines would be smooth you would just have to do it really small you know yeah absolutely yeah that's wild but um so i guess like going on this little journey from like music and like illustration and graphics and stuff like that like has there like has any of that taught you anything you probably couldn't have learned anywhere else like for say like uh, give me a good example you're smart <laughs> well i mean i guess maybe i should have you repeat the question a little bit yeah let me redo that for you so like has there has there been anything um that you've learned like pursuing music and just learning music like trying to be like your just kind of like because i guess it's a little bit easier nowadays, like, because you can just get on YouTube and find anything you want to. But like, for you learning music, you went through so many different dolls and so many different like, from Apple to Windows, like, has any of that taught you any value like in your life that you use today when you're not doing music? Well, for one thing, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a simplistic part, but I'll get more in depth into it in a second. But it really taught me to not shit talk any particular DAW. Mm. Like if someone like I, I learned from all these Ableton cats, it's like, yeah, but what kind of DAW do you use? And like someone, <laughs> someone, someone will be like, I remember Eliminate talking to me about this, uh, saying like, yeah, like, you know, everybody says they use Ableton. And when I say I use FL to create amazing shit, they, they're just like, mm, and then they just move on. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I feel really bad because like, obviously, all of these DAWs, they're worth hundreds of dollars each. And they have a bunch of things that you can use that are so useful. Like, you know, porters still use a, uh, FL. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like we like Skrillex used like a bunch himself. Like he used to use FL and now he uses Ableton, of course. But um, uh, Dead Mouse used to use like FL. I think he used Ableton. But like, I think it's really just because Ableton's very versatile. Uh, like mm -hmm. you don't have to do a lot of work in order to achieve a very, very solid sound with Ableton. But um, yeah, like, yeah, just anything involving like DAW loyalty to me is practically meaningless because like all it takes is just one really bad decision and you'll switch. Like, especially, yeah. especially if it's worth it for you. Um, but I will say that uh, moving from one place to another, I just think that, you know, and, and I've made this point before is like, for me, it's not necessarily about the amount of success I can have with my music. It's just, you know, being able to express an idea is a lot more important to me. Uh, and also, like, just doing cool shit is a lot of fun. And if that cool oh, shit is music, yeah, and if that cool shit is music, like, just do it. Like, don't be afraid of, like, oh, you know, I don't have any musical background. It's like, man, you can be taught anything. And it doesn't matter how old you are, because I'm, I'm older than I look, definitely. You know, black don't crack, but like <laughs> for real, like 
straight up like don't be afraid of shit being gate kept from you and all that like just do it if you want to do it and don't worry about the fact that like you're bad at it just keep doing it and you'll be fine you know like that's the main thing i've learned from like going from daw to daw and being from being a visual artist to also being you know um a uh, musician you know and a dj yeah uh do you kind of find like um a break in between both like do you work on music for a while and you have to stop and you work on like graphics or illustration or do you just kind of like mill the both like here here and there honestly i i actually work on um i work on both still like i, I still do digital art uh, I, i've been messing with paint tools i quite a bit but uh, i'm a fan of like I, I have a lot of experience with photoshop and quite a bit mm -hmm. with illustrator as well i don't use illustrator as much because i haven't been doing graphic design as much but mm -hmm. uh but yeah for certain um uh, i still do both i think just i've been able to just jump into a daw more easily and just kind of throw some ideas down and see what works and uh yeah like i just do that and it's perfect um so yeah i still work on both uh i you know, some people might say I stretched myself a little too thin. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, I think that's super valid. But for me, I really don't give a shit. Like, I honestly just I like doing both. So I continue to do both. If I wasn't having fun making music and, you know, drawing cool art, like, I wouldn't be doing both. I'd be doing one. Yeah, facts. So I mean, you kind of already gave us some advice here, but I mean, is there any other advice you could give any upcoming producer? This is something that gets thrown around quite a bit and people already know about it, but like really, if you have an initial idea and you start going somewhere with it, but then you start hating it or, you know, you start getting fatigued or something, it's perfectly okay to just literally just save it close it, come back to it. I don't care. It could be like a day, a week, an hour, a month. <laughs> it's okay to take a break and just like recontextualize it and just, and it, don't be afraid to use something like, you know, a drum sample or like something like that, that you have access to and just use it. If it works, it works and just keep at it until you're able to take that risk and keep going with stuff that's more original, uh, keep coming up with crazy ideas uh, and don't be afraid to get input from not only like your friends, cause your friends will probably tell you, you know, Oh, you're doing great. Or this is super good. But like, you know, a fucking professional will like, or, you know, even somebody that's not even a professional, but just has good headphones. They'll be like, yo, like this is a good idea, but like this one part sounds like trash. Like don't get mm -hmm. discouraged by that. You know, like, I guarantee you some of the sickest producers, musicians, and singers, all of them started out making garbage trash. Like, absolutely. You have to start from somewhere. So, like, it's it's okay to just continue learning. Like, everybody is shit. Even Skrillex is still learning. Yeah, you like, can polish that shit up. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can polish a turd, but no. It's... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, yeah, get good samples. Well, I mean, you know, you might, you might want to... Just try a new on the next song. Don't try to, don't try to force it to work. You know. Yeah, and also don't be afraid to mix up your instruments. Like uh, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got from DJ Heist is um, 
don't be afraid to take something from a totally different genre or a totally different concept and use it in another song. Like he's taken like trap music, sample packs or hip hop, uh, you know, you know, hip hop drums and stuff and thrown them into <laughs> drum into drum and bass. And he, next thing, you know, he comes out with a fucking banger. And he's, he's had like so much experience. He's worked with Goldie. Uh, he's, he's been in the game for, I think at this point it's like 20 years. Uh, and you know, like he was making music with like big wigs, uh, since I was like, still like, you know, playing video games on my PlayStation, you know, like, uh, and he's, you know, he's spent so much time, like sharpening his skills, trying new things. Don't be afraid of trying something absolutely insanely bonkers because that is how the coolest shit happens. You know, uh, you could be the next big thing, you know? Uh, and if you're not the big next big thing, that's fine too. You, all you have to do is just keep going. And you know, if you're stubborn, or if you like doing what you do, just keep at it. And if you don't like what you're doing, it's okay to like either come back to it or like just not waste your time doing it if you feel like it is a waste of time. Um, but yeah, like just uh, just be open minded, willing to take you know some risks here and there. Uh, as long as it doesn't, you know, ruin your life or something, just, <laughs> just, yeah, be open and just keep trying new shit. Yeah, most definitely. So what's your favorite doll since we've been speaking about them and are they just a tool? Oh. One thing, I, you know, I'm married to propeller head reason right now. <laughs> uh, she, she's my baby. I've spent the most money on her, but I also really like how, uh, their plugins or rack extensions if they're originally from propeller head um, I love how their interfaces are designed it makes a lot of sense to me as somebody with ADD <laughs> to to really really um, jump in there uh, fiddle around with the synthesizer and just like see what happens mm -hmm. uh, but I, you know for me I've, I've tried Ableton I like Ableton I, I think its interface is a bit of an eyesore for me but I totally get why people absolutely are married to that DAW. For me personally, if I were to say what like I would probably be married to next, maybe FL Studio. Uh, but as for them being tools, oh yeah, hundred percent. But for me, like a DAW is a little bit more than just like something to use. I mean, you do mm -hmm. use it, right? But like your tools are something that you have to be a hundred percent like, you know, okay with. Like you gotta. You got to kind of trust that this is designed the way it is for a reason, right? Uh, and, you know, it's it's the same as you like you're using a car, right? You're driving it, but like that car provides something to you. It's, it's, it's a piece of something that you find value in. So you stick to it and you just sort of like, you know, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, just keep, you know, working with it until you can learn something that's interchangeable, right? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, context matters when it comes to tools, when it comes to anything we use, anything we like to do. So yeah, it's a tool, but it's a tool that works and it is designed that way for a reason. So just like keep at it. It may be complicated, but yeah, just keep doing it. So do you have any go-to VSTs? Is there some that you just like go to immediately? I know you've been doing like some sound design. So like you a big serum guy or... How do you feel about that? I know that's been like one of the new ways for like the last, what, three, four years. 
Yeah, Serum's been absolutely taking over everything. Well, it, it took <laughs> o- it took over everything, but the new Cat in Town, which in my opinion makes a lot more sense from a design standpoint, uh, is uh, Vital by Matt Titel. Uh or at least I think that's that's how it's pronounced. Um, yeah, this dude made um, this old uh, semi wavetable synthesizer from like a couple years ago called Helm, like uh, the first part of Helmet. Um, mm-hmm. But Vital is so much more powerful than Helm. And to be quite honest, like it could be comparable to Serum because my issue with Serum is that like it seems like sometimes you're fighting with the wavetable synthesizer in order to get out the kind of sound that you want. Uh, and there's a lot of memorization that comes from messing with Serum and wavetable synthesizers in general. Uh, but Vital, Vital's free. Uh, you can literally just like make your own account on Vital's website. Uh, grab the uh, grab the plugin. It works with pretty much like 100% of the time. Like it's one of the only VSTs that I've downloaded, and it works right out of the box. You know, you get like some presets, but in order to get like the presets that like you know are really really good in that thing, you do have to donate a little bit of money, which honestly I think everybody should do. Just please support anybody that provides anything for free. They got to get something I, I, out of it. I agree, and I can attest to that because I did download it. <laughs> yeah, it did work for like a box. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's it's crazy because like I couldn't even get fucking Spire to work right out of the box. I had to do some work on it. I love Spire, but like um, I don't think I've ever used that one or heard of it. Yeah, silent. Well, silent is good, especially for leads. It has very clean, wide sounding bass, but like Spire is definitely a lot more of like a. Uh, you can make really nasty bass sounds with it, but like, you, like for uh, pads and textures and things like uh, leads, uh, Spire is really, really clean sounding. Silent as well. But um, one thing that I like that is very much Reason exclusive, so you do either have to buy it as a VST itself, mm-hmm. or or you have to like get Reason in order to get free access to it. Um, I do enjoy uh, this synth called Europa. I've made a couple of bases with that. Uh, Europa, you know, it's spelled like the the group uh, that does the final countdown. <laughs> yeah, th- that's really good for just all sorts of crazy texture sounds. Uh, I use it a lot for like my intros, uh, for like ambient sounds, or just like really, really high character um, leads uh, and pads and stuff, uh, but it's excellent for bases. You just have to get around the fact that it's LFOs work on a timing window rather than a, you know, BPM synced window. You have to set it a certain way for that. Uh, yeah. Same with, um, there's another one. Oh yeah. Uh, another secret weapon that I use, uh, exclusive to reason is, uh, is a synchronous. It's like a base or not base. It's a filtering, uh, like modulator, uh, it does like a lot of cool glitch sounds, and uh, throwing that on top of literally anything that makes sound is just so much fun. Like I've I made some nasty shit with that. Most definitely. So, do you have any um, hardware, or are you uh, straight straight computer? Well, right now, well, I have a lot more hardware for my graphic design stuff than I do my DAW. But um, right now, the the headphones I use right now are the uh, they're very very old school. Um, the MDR uh, V6 uh, digital headphones for Sony, they're they're pretty old. I think they're like almost a decade old, but they're so clean. Just the way that they they have a really low frequency response. I think it's like 
think it's down to like 30 or 40 hertz hertz <laughs> um and they have really clean sounding like um highs and mids and i just like something that sounds just really really even i, I don't usually like the v eq'd stuff like the v moda stuff i used to use v moda headphones and stuff uh i do have an old m audio um keyboard that i use mm-hmm. uh, that has a, that has a sample board on top of it uh, I actually don't know if it's here with me right now. Let me double check to see if it is. Yeah. Like, I have a pair of those Sony's myself. They're actually very clean. Um, yeah. They get the job done. And the reason why they are still in the market is because they're that good. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Most Sony headphones are reasonably priced. Uh, even some of their, well, okay. If you get like high end bluetooth like headphones that you plug into your pc or something like that like just basically no latency on them uh the audio quality when you're listening is pretty is is still pretty good mm-hmm. um maybe not so much when you're you know speaking through a speaker in fact i'm using my headset right now to use this interview but uh, yeah that's pretty good yeah, and I have like very very basic speaker monitors. Their their frequency response isn't very low. I think it's like down to sixty hertz or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can still hear pretty much all sub bases with it, um, and it's it, it gets pretty loud. Um, but I'm I'm more concerned about how nice the sound is and if it's giving me an accurate representation of how things are going to kind of sound in the club or, or mm-hmm. you know, in a car because you got to do the car test, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all for. Oh yeah, yeah. Basically, that's all for um, for my hardware for the most part. Yeah, I just have like a singular keyboard, uh, nice headphones, and decent decent monitors. They're not huge. They're not the fucking big ass yellow rocket speakers that everybody <laughs> has. You know, I got some. I have, not that big though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, enough. Just big enough. Yeah, I, I mostly prefer. Um, you know, decently compact size stuff, especially if I like move a lot, you know, because for the past couple of years when I was working on music, I didn't exactly have like super solid living situations at the time, but things are a little bit better now. So like, yeah, uh, I can, yeah. Oh, and I also have a MSI laptop from like four or five years ago that still works really well for my DAW. <laughs> oh, nice. Dude, I was using um fucking late um MacBook um like 2011, so I I used it maybe shit. I think I only got this computer maybe like four four or five months ago. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, crazy. Yeah, I just changed the battery out of it um like maybe at the beginning of the year. So it's still going strong. <laughs> hell yeah like you know why why upgrade when like it could cause problems if i'm you know if you know what i mean yeah most definitely so how is it staring at a blank doll like what do you usually start with you like to start with the melody or are you a kicks kind of guy honestly like i uh, it, okay so <laughs> For me, like especially producing drum and bass and dubstep, et cetera, et cetera, um, a lot of the times I do end up kind of in an unorthodox sort of way. Uh, I will have an idea for a drop, and uh, like I'll start with. Sometimes I'll start with a bass sound first, 
Uh, I, I kind of make it to drums a little bit later just because I like things to sound good in context with other things. Mm-hmm. So, so like I might start out with like a really nice sounding pad if there's some like tension built up in the track, or I'll, I'll start out with like maybe just some really simplistic percussion. Um, there's no wrong or right way to start a track in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, some people will write the sickest drops, but they have no idea how to build an entire tune around it. So, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Sometimes the easy solution is, you know, Oh, let's, uh, let's collaborate. Like you could work on the intro. I'll work on the drop and vice versa, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. there's no wrong way. Okay. Well, if you don't start, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. If I don't start on the tune, right? Like, again, like, I, I usually try to start on the drum second, uh, depending on what the context of the track is. But, yeah, I, I like to start out with some ambience uh, or maybe some pads and stuff, especially if we're kind of going with the old school sensibilities of how you write a drum and bass tune, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so. Yeah. Is uh, is a DJ versus producer? Should one be perfectly skilled at one, or should you just dive in? Really, sort of a dive in sort of guy. Like I, I really, I was lucky in a sense that somebody was willing to let me use their gear, because uh, when you're first starting out with DJing, a lot of mm-hmm. times, you, a lot of the times you're just broke. So. What'll end up happening is like, oh, like you, you see a pair of decks and it's like, oh, it, something cool happens when I push buttons or when I mess with the jog wheel. Um, but for me, like, I think one person gets into the other or you get into one thing and then you get into the other thing, whether it's DJing first and then producing or the other way around. Um, for me, I was literally like making music before I ever even touched a pair of decks. Um, in fact, it was like two years before I even touched, uh, my first CDJ. Uh, and to be honest, yeah, to be honest, like I just, you know, bullshit aside, um, I just kind of dove in and wanted to see what would happen. And now it's just out of control. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, dive in if you want to, especially if you're comfortable, just trying new things and see what happens. You might, uh, you might be addicted. (laughs) <laughs> I have a, a addicted and addicting personality. Oh yeah. Well that's a that's a very healthy thing to be addicted to. <laughs> yes, unless um you're spending all your money on gear and then you're not producing. That is a problem. That very much is a problem. You'll you'll <laughs> buy an you'll buy a new toy and then set it down and yeah. never release your tracks. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Oh, oof. oof. Yeah. I mean yeah, no, 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 no. It couldn't be me. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. Uh, I can't I, justify it. I can't. I'm trying to think of a way to... Because, I mean, I, I would love to, like, have all the gear, but I feel like you're doing it a disservice, you know? Oh, 100%. Yeah, like, it, I will say it's nice to have something that's free. If you spend money on it, you're much more likely to learn it, make use of it, find creative ways to use it for multiple different things than what it's designed for. And uh, that's what happened with Reason is uh, I was lucky that um, I had I was still in college at the time mm-hmm. uh, after uh, after I got Reason. So I got it on a discount um, and I actually like, you know, I picked a, I picked up the version that had like a lot of the stuff I needed. I also picked it up when they finally added VST support, because for the longest time, all the way up until Reason 9, 
they did not have any support for VSTs or plugins. You had to use everything that was made for Reason. That's, I mean, okay, so that's kind of fun. Uh, like, because I started out, like, on drum machines, so you're already in a restricted like, oh, yeah. in a sampler. So it's like you only have what you put in, and then, like, you only have, like, effects. You have, like you have roll, reverse, and just like pitch and speed, type oh, yeah. of shit, like filters. So it's like, you can get really creative. I I guess I've learned to work with less. Um, but I mean, now that I, you know, now I guess using those same tools, and then like, you can kind of go and have so much, it can be so overwhelming sometimes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Oh, I feel, especially, did you say you had, like, ADHD? Like, oh, man, I would be everywhere if I can. <laughs> especially if you know your, like, your doll. Like, I know some people that can just fucking work away all day, like, fucking making track after track, or even on graphics, too, man, but... Yeah, well, a lot of... I'll get burned out. So a lot of that comes from, like, with... Well, I, I don't know if it's a thing with ADD only or ADHD mm -hmm. specific or just the general spectrum of that, but I know that it's very easy to hyper-focus uh, when, when you've got ADD or ADHD, and uh, sometimes you just get lost in something for super-duper long, and then you don't realize you just spent four or five hours on the same fucking thing. And some people can apply that to their literal workload when it comes to graphic design or 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 you know music creation and uh and and sometimes it can also be detrimental uh because I like I know I had a problem. <laughs> well shoot like it's just one of those <laughs> it's one of those things that you have to work through right like if you're hyper obsessing sometimes what will happen is uh you'll get distracted by something then you hyper obsess over that and you haven't like worked on your track in like 2 months you know and you just <laughs> cuz you know other stuff's happening. Yeah, man, it's turned into a therapy session. A little bit, you know? A little bit. You know. It, I mean, it's like that. I guess, yeah, if you can, like, harness that that energy and kind of get the discipline, I guess that is the tricky part, huh? You know, I would say it is, like, mostly just because, like, we're always finding out things about our own brains. Like, every person's unique. We could have shit we're diagnosed with. Uh, or we could rationalize whatever behavior we're engaging in. But at the end of the day, we're responsible for being able to like tackle that. So mm -hmm. for me, uh, it's, it's important for me to come to terms with like, you know, this is part of the reason why my output is lower when it comes to making tracks or releasing them or learning a new skill, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, it, it's something that I don't really have too much of a negative attitude towards. Mm -hmm. uh, I try to just work around it if it's actually doing me some degree of harm or something or, but, uh, yeah, for everybody, uh, it can, honestly, it could go any way. Um, it can really help you absolutely blitz through a project or it'll, you know, keep you from really, really deciding on stuff, you know, <laughs> it is just one of those things, you know? Yeah, I guess that. Now, when you say it that way, that can be really scary if you ever wanted to put a song together and you can't decide. <laughs> yeah, I ran into that. Yeah, wow. So, man, what do you got? What do you got going on here in the future, man? You got any shows? You got any new music coming out? You're gonna be on some streams? Any cons? What's going on with you? Oh, I just finished playing the Dead Dog Dance event at uh, Further Confusion 2023. 
uh, honestly, literally, probably my favorite set because I've played the dead dog dance before many years ago. Uh, now, unfortunately, uh, further confusion could not be done in 2022. So we had to skip that year, but the moment it came back there, there was nothing else open at the convention. So literally everybody that was still there was in that dance hall. Oh, I bet that was sick. <laughs> yeah, dancing to drum and bass, which okay. I usually I I like start losing a crowd because you know they're in suits, they're in costumes, or sometimes they've been dancing the whole night and they don't want to continue dancing to something even faster than that. But I had a whole crowd the entire night. Like I had people up on stage with me. We were absolutely vibing. It was insane. I played a bunch of originals. And just, yeah, like we were just having a freaking ball. Like that was a lot of fun. We're also um, something completely unfandom related. Uh, We actually have in Sacramento, uh, which is about an hour and a half from here, uh, we have a new monthly party that we're setting up specifically for drum and bass. And a lot of people from the Bay Area, uh, like San Francisco and stuff, they're going to be helping out with that. Flacco, Jamal. Like a bunch of people from Stamina Sundays. I believe DJ Adept might be playing there too. Uh, we're going to be doing that, uh, I believe, mid, uh, I think it's mid February. Uh, I don't have oh, the exact date. Soon. Yeah, like uh, that's going to be my next gig. I'm probably going to be doing another con soon, but I also do like to stream on Twitch. Uh, if you search me up on Twitch, it's M I D E K A I, M as in Mike, I D E K A I on Twitch. Uh, sometimes I do mixes. Sometimes I play fucking video games. Uh, usually I'll be playing Apex Legends. But like, yeah, I've been doing a lot of mixes lately. Uh, I'm gonna be picking up a new controller soon, so I'll be doing, Ooh, be I'll fun. be doing, yeah, I'll be doing at home mixes a lot more often, and it's gonna be great. Yeah, just uh, I don't have any news on any gigs besides the one in Sacramento just yet. But uh, if you want to know the date, let me just check it really quick here. Um, yeah, let's get that. The episode should be out um, by then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. I believe. Oh yeah, uh, Tyler from the Cenobites. Uh, they're a drum and bass duo. They mostly work on neurofunk, which is like a subgenre of uh, of that whole thing. Uh, of, of well, neurofunk is a subgenre of drum and bass, obviously. But uh, yeah, he he personally invited me to come along and play. Uh, I believe, let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So the, never mind. Uh, <laughs> supposedly, let's see, February. Yeah, they have one in February. Oh, yeah. This one is taking place in an underground club or warehouse secret location. It's Runtime DNB X Stamina Presents. Uh, let's see, Jamal, Flacco, The Cenobites. It's also going to have uh, conduct or conduct uh, Jay Rotten, Fifty Nine Crime, and uh, Digit. Uh, that'll be on. That'll actually be in January twenty eighth, and then the next month is when I'm supposed to be playing. Word, word, awesome. Yeah, just yeah, just check out Runtime DNB uh, on like I guess Facebook, Twitter, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Stamina Sundays. Stamina Sundays, if you're in the Bay Area, is very, very, very popular. We bring out artists. It's a free party. 100% of the time, unless it's Stamina XL, where we bring someone from overseas. And, uh, you know, tickets are usually like 20 bucks there. Um, yeah, but, that's but pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, that's all that I got going on, though. 
Awesome, dude. Sounds like sounds like fun times. Sounds like you had a fun time too. So that's that's exciting. Yeah, I oh, I also wanted to shout out uh, a couple of other groups. Of uh, that there's MIA DNB, like just all one one acronym. There's also Dystopia Fridays. Uh, they're based out of Oakland, California. Really, really good guys. Um, let's see. I, I want to shout out. Uh, uh, DJ Rem, that's R3M. Uh, Flacco, Jamal, of course. They've got tunes out on like Calypso and stuff like that. Wanted to shout out uh, Goji, uh, that's G O J I I. Uh, let's see. There's also uh, Foxky, F O X S K Y. Yeah, there, there's a lot of like groups out here doing like really really good stuff especially for drum and bass you know i already shouted out reaper justin hawks um there's also box plot and uh audio scribe yeah yeah a lot of those guys are like making moves bro like uh i think audio scribe uh literally like did a bootleg of uh, after hours by troy boy <laughs> Uh-huh. Like that that shit has been getting played to death. I played that tune quite a few times myself. <laughs> Man, so yeah. so who who are who's two people you would like to have featured on the show? I would love to get a request from you. Ooh, 100% is uh like one of my uh new well, one of my old friends technically, but we, we've been doing tunes together. His name is uh Ioze or Ioze so it's it's literally I O Z E. I O Z E. Yeah. And uh as well as uh I really want Draco Dubs on here because he's he's again, he's been doing a lot of really good music for a long time. He used to make just like dark rhythm dubstep and like mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh kind of old school dubstep, but he's been doing a lot more uh hybrid trap, uh expanding into other genres. He's done like uk baseline he's really talented and a reason faithful he's actually more skilled at reason than i am so he, he like i think of a, a full mix of originals from him would be insane yeah we gotta make that happen we gotta make that happen yeah the world needs to hear that <laughs> absolutely there's just there's so much talent here i've been as someone who hasn't even been doing music as long as a lot of those guys i honestly feel so lucky to like be surrounded by so much talent so much talent that wants to do tracks with me as well yeah, but like me too honestly yeah thousand percent like you, you've been making some fucking fire and honestly yeah, i mean not even just that it's just like this podcast like i've kind of um went through a lot of y'all's discography um just at work you know just to see and man, I'm really honored to have like everyone we've had on this podcast. Like y'all are so fucking oh, talented, yeah. man. Like you're Thanks, so bro. talented, dude. You're doing graphics and shit. I love this. You know, like it's like we're trying to build a community here and like we're doing it um, you know, one person at a time, man. And like, you know, y'all are fucking awesome. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. Like I mean, you you could literally look back at your work and see this. I mean, it you know kind of like gives you goosebumps sometimes. Oh God, yes, and seeing where I where I was before, and then you know where I ended up is insane. So, where can people find you? Well, I also forgot to 
Yeah, I, I was gonna say shout shout out to Snack S. I was I'm, I was gonna let you get one more. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, S N A Q is how you spell their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, DJ Snack or just Snack. Yeah, with the Q at the end. Um, yeah, where people can find me, you know, I, again, I'm streaming on Twitch. That's a different name from all the other ones. It's M I D E K A I on Twitch uh, and on SoundCloud, like. Every single track I've ever made is on there, unlike a lot of artists. Uh, it'll just be, you know, soundcloud.com slash MDKAI. Um, and all of my social links should be on there. There's my Twitter, my Facebook. Uh, Instagram is especially where I like to send people to keep up with what I'm doing, you know. Uh, Instagram on, oh, my Instagram is MDKAIBASS. Like just empty Kai base. And yeah, I've been doing a lot of different things. Like, you know, obviously I'm still doing drum and bass, but I've done a little bit of dubstep. I even started like making a little bit of trance with another friend of mine named apex. And, uh, yeah, he's just getting into it. He's learning from me. He's always, he's also learning to DJ from me. So that's been, (laughs) yeah, it's been been really rewarding. Yeah. So you've been like teaching him. Yeah. Yeah. Actually quite a bit. That's pretty sick. Uh, I there was this guy named um, Gmo. Uh, I met at a convention, and man, they started DJing with like within a year, and I, oh, less than a year. And I think this past weekend, um, we were supposed to link up. They were on Twitch DJing, um, you know. And I think they started with Tractor because I showed them at the, I think what was that event we were supposed to meet up at at that con. Well, that night, basically, they started using Tractor, and they've been using it, dude, and I was, like, so proud. You know, I'm like, yeah, crazy. you'll be able to DJ your own, be able to DJ at at your first convention, bro. That shit will be so fucking fun for you. But Wild. um, But, yeah, any final thoughts? I'm going to let you have the floor. Um, You know, this is all you. If you have any more shout-outs whether they're music friends, family friends, or if you want to say you love everyone or fuck everybody, this is your time to do that right now. Hell yeah. Yeah, just like keep an eye on people. Like I was born in Texas. I live in, I live and I die like by that fucking state, despite how cursed it is sometimes, <laughs> you know, cause like we got to deal with a bunch of political shit all the time yeah, out there. Yeah. But I live in California currently, like I'm, I've got a, a new like tune. I didn't even say this the last time we talked, but I've got a remix from uh, J Slay. That's J dot L or sorry S L A I. Uh, I'm remixing his hardcore tune. It's a mixture of like cumbia. Oh, yeah, it's a oh, mixture sure. of cumbia and a mixture of cumbia and hardcore because uh, that's just what he does. There's also my bro uh, Rom Hack. Uh, shout outs to him, DJ Blue Gucci. That's all one word. <laughs> he's 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 a techno. He's, he's very yeah. He's he's classic techno. Uh, there's Blank Space. That's well, B L V N K S P V C E. He's been making the rounds. Like he's got like shit on. Um, he's got shit on like Funt Cases label. He's a dubstep producer. Sisto. Yeah, Sisto, that's just S-I-S-T-O. He's been fucking playing uh, Lost Lands. Like, there's just so much talent in the Bay Area that I just had to bring it out. And Shaw Dubs, he lives in Germany, but he's American-born. Uh, 
yeah, just like all these people. Oh, and my my big homie, very longtime reason faithful, M slash R. It's just MR. Just call him MR. Uh, his Instagram is going to be Red Emperor 120. He taught me just about everything I needed to know about reason. And uh, I he's one of the homies, another fellow, another fellow black dude, reason producer, all that shit. Love the guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, hit me up like I'm very approachable. Uh, if you all like the mix, just let all of us know. Uh, and oh, yeah. DJ Duzzled. That's the last person, the last fucking person I'm shouting out. <laughs> yeah. Are and you that's sure? it. You, you can get one more in there if you want to. DJ Replicant. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've been in. If I missed you, sorry, you guys can hit me up in the fucking comments or whatever, you know. Shit. Yeah, we'll tag them. We'll have to tag them. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have to go listen back to this and, like, tag everybody. <laughs> oh, God, I know. Shit. Nah, if you want, I can just give you a list, but whatever. Either way, it'll be fine. But, yeah, I appreciate the time uh, that you've given us today. Uh, the mix was fucking fire. Uh, Thank you so much. Dude, I, I do believe that this is going to be a banger episode. <laughs> Not intentionally. But man, this is going to be a fun one, dude. I'm glad to have had you on. Um, Thanks so much for having me, bro. It means a lot. Yeah, it's a long time coming. Yeah, it's a long time coming. But yeah, I don't want to take up too much of your time. And, you know, thank you for being a part of Third Coast Space Radio. You have a good night. Yo, so there you have it, Third Coast Space Radio, Season 4, Episode 34. Be sure to like us and respective artists involved as always. Yo, thank you guys for riding with us. We'll see you guys next month. Be easy, be safe. Blow, pow.